do 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 switch mania playcast welcome to episode 55 of the switch mania playcast the insectisode where we decide to take our show from 3d to 2d oh wow wow <laughs> you didn't like that <laughs> It's like being uh, pregnant. Tough crowd tonight, wah, I swear. Wah. I think so, JP liked it. I liked it. See? There we go. I Two versus it. one. And I Mikey liked it. Mikey liked it. Mikey liked it. I'm just going to keep saying Mikey liked it. <laughs> uh, so, as always, the Switch Collector is for sale. And as of right before this playcast, all of the uh, backers and supporters that supported the slipcase they've all been shipped out um because of covid the warehouse will only ship out like six or seven books um so if barry hasn't gotten his i literally shipped it out like four days ago <laughs> actually actually mine arrived today yes is it is it is it good or is it really bad did it arrive I, I, and i will i will be doing uh, planning doing an unboxing tomorrow but nice. i will say this the box um absolutely fine no dents no damages at all and i did do a quick nice. open and it has you know the bubble or the, the air packets mm-hmm. on top and I, a quick glance and the book looks great from the very quick glance once i realized what it was i quickly put it back because i wanted to do that unboxing like, oh my god no oh my god no <laughs> <laughs> but it did arrive today so. it was it was funny because um those that bought it in the shopify store it automatically populates onto uh, the warehouse. And so a lot of people got books really fast. And I was like, wait, who got books? What's happening? Yeah, I saw other people <laughs> posting that they got books. And I'm like, wait a second. I thought you were sending one to me first to, to test it. And yeah. other people are yeah. how? Wait, wait a minute. What the heck? <laughs> I know. No, it's, a, it's an auto thing. Um, the only random thing with that is, is that all Kickstarter backers, I go in and manually type it in and I say, please bubble wrap and place in a fitted box. So, in a fitted book box. So, they should be doing that. So, everybody who's been a Kickstarter backer, if it doesn't come satisfactory, like, I literally put it into them. So, it's not my fault. It's Dagon Warehouse. They're taking so long, that thing should be, like, wrapped in gold foil by this point. That's right. Just saying. Just so, saying. if anybody gets their book, tag us. Put it up on social media. Let us know what you think about it. Because mm-hmm. your feedback will help make the future books. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as always, we appreciate any five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. JP doesn't like the one-star ratings. He doesn't like them. Yeah, if you're not going to give star <laughs> keep moving along. <laughs> no, we, we, we appreciate any kind of feedback we get because we always are looking to grow the podcast. And maybe one time we won't have audio issues. So far, I've jinxed us now. Uh, we've been okay. <laughs> we've done like five minutes and so far. Actually, no, to be fair, Barry did cut out on my end. Well, like he only didn't on cut end. out on my end. And my oh. end's the recorded end, JP. Oh, then, that, then we're still good to go. JP is going on an ancient new computer. Yes. <laughs> That's not true. This computer is actually like... Five months old? Yeah, that's why I said an ancient new computer. Somehow it's still old. Ah, <laughs> oh, classic. So um, we also have the ability for listeners to record a message for the Playcast. Um, it's anchor.fm slash switchmania. Or if you're using the app, you can like click a button and just record 
your voice. Um, we're still taking uh, people that are talking about their favorite item they own in their collection for the Nintendo Switch. So, JP, you're on the spot. What is your favorite item in your Switch collection? Well, looking at my shelf of only a handful of games, because I, I don't collect that much, mm-hmm. I have to say, I'm, I'm sorry, it has to be two pieces. I can't just pick one. That's it's, fair. The first piece is the Switch Collector case made by Jeffrey Wittenhagen. I really do love it. I think it's awesome. Hmm. And it's right there, like, <laughs> prominent. But it behind it is a hand-painted JP Switch Mania logo uh, that my graphic designer had made. Uh, so Erica, who does all the awesome designs, she made my logo. Um, I thought she had, like, screen-printed it. And so when I got it in for, like, the holidays, like, a, you know, a year ago, I thanked her. And she's like, oh, yeah, I was just painting that as I was watching a show. And I look at it, I'm like... How did you paint that? Like, it's, I gotta take a picture of it. It's been a while, but it's honestly mm-hmm. like amazing. And the fact that she took the time to hand paint it and it's perfect. I mean, it literally is like the logo with all like the, um, like the little touches. To me, that's just like a crown piece. And it, it's just like, wow, like I'm a Switch guy and like this, this is it. Like, this is the proof of it. So thank you to Erica if she's listening to this. And I would say Erica's one of our favorite people for sure because yeah. she also did the Switch Collector logo for the book yeah. and. Like, so she's, have, she's awesome. I really just need a wall of Erica stuff because the case of yours has her logo, and yep. then the logo of myself is, is her. So two of my favorite pieces are done by her or, or have or have something with her involved in it. And fun fact, she actually has a card with the Switch yep. Collector series of cards. That's um, awesome. The Switch Collector series of cards has 40 different cards um, in the set, so it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, there's... A bunch of different ones, even a prototype card, which is card zero, but it's the fortieth card of the original drawing of the Switch Collector art as well. You know that's what's going to go up on eBay now is the rarest thing ever. I mean, they're all in the same set, and <laughs> oh, someone's going to get a complete set that can't be found anywhere else, and we're going to see Switch Collector Year One card set. It's like five thousand dollars. Yeah, right. Okay, JP. Okay, JP is what my daughter would say. <laughs> now I know why she says it. <laughs> I said JP a, a text. My daughter went, okay, JP, and I said it to him. <laughs> He's like, that's my theme. <laughs> okay, JP. <laughs> it's our new, you know, new quote. Fun fact, though. my uh, One of my coworkers who's a sales rep, I actually went to her house uh, for like a project a while back. And I showed her my YouTube video. She knows all I'm into the Switch. She has twin boys that are teenagers now. And all the time now, she tells me, it's like, they just start singing your theme song, like, whenever they come into the room. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's starting. Well, like, anytime uh, JP skips out on the playcast, um, my daughter makes me do the really high-pitched... <laughs> she, like, she laughs so hard. So that's why that's why if anybody notices if there's ever a high-pitched one, it's it's a JP-less episode, and like, my daughter I makes did, me do it. I did notice that on the last one. I'm listening, <laughs> I'm like, that's not my voice. <laughs> oh, but it is. Just <laughs> decibels higher. <laughs> Magic so, computers. So before we get to JP or Barry's news, I don't know if Barry has any news, because um, last week we got some kudos for how well and thorough Barry was, so I think Barry <laughs> should be our news correspondent, but um, I found two cool things. Um, one is a bone to pick with the community, 
stop buying all these damn games because Mother Russia Bleeds sold out while I was at work, damn it. <laughs> damn limited model, I'm mad about that. Like, I just wanted to complain about that. I'm like, really? Like, two different Wait, websites. Both versions sold out, like, before I got out of work. And I'm like, really? I can't even buy a copy of the game. So I don't have a game of Mother Russia Bleeds. <laughs> like, I'm not getting it. Because I can't. Thanks, community. You all are hungry. You might be able to get on eBay. No, I, well, two things. One, I would say, if you're going for the special reserve one, there probably will be a second chance sale on this one. I don't know when. Um, So I would hold off on eBay at least right now, because the game's not even out yet, so I wouldn't jump on that. But I would say that the limited run games one sold out, I think, in 26 minutes it took. Uh Um, the, The special reserve you know, I feel bad for Jeffrey because you were just in work longer than it was available, but mm-hmm. it was available for a number of hours, just not long enough until you were able to get onto the computer. Well, but, if yeah, you know me games. from this playcast, JP, you know I'm not going to go on eBay. I'm just going to wait and yeah. add it to my Excel spreadsheet. Um, that basically would be a game to look out for later because I enjoy the game hunting too. So anything that I don't personally buy right now, I'll find later for a deal or... I'll pay up the buck for it. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, like, even on the uh, Facebook group, the Hotline Miami collection, somebody was like, hey, guys, I ended up buying four. Anybody need them? And then more people were posting. So that yeah. alone, I mean, like, that that's what that's what is good about that group is that with a lot of these limited titles, you, you do see good people buying multiples to help out people who missed out. And you even see them, like, not charging anything extra, just charging for shipping. Mm-hmm. And so I have no doubt you'll be able to find it. Uh, I'm just sad. If I knew you, I wish I had known. I would have just, you know, me myself or Barry would have just picked it up for you. But I'm always um, at that's work. What, that's what's good about the community <laughs> that we look out for each other. I'm always in work, JP. I'm whispering. <laughs> I'm always in work. Actually, got a, a double up this week when we talk about the pickups. So mm-hmm. I accidentally ordered a game twice. So oh boy, welcome yeah. to our. Yeah, that was not intentional. There was a damn sale, and I bought it. And I'm like, oh, I already got it. Damn. <laughs> Well, I don't think they sent out tracking, right? No. Yeah, so I saw a lot of people get it in from from there, and nobody got tracking. So, you know, you threw it a while ago, and then you just completely forget. I I wonder if it's the exact same game I'm thinking of that I got this week that was just no tracking. So since we're leading everyone on, um, Ion Fury is the game I got two of. Yeah. And the irony was, and this is something that I was talking with JP about a little bit earlier, right before Barry got because he was eating, finishing up some food, um... I got one from overseas, came in, and then the one I got today was from 3D Realms in North Carolina, like right down the road from me. So apparently they waited till they got them shipped into them in bulk, and then 3D Realms actually shipped them out in a non-NTSC version, <laughs> Peggy version, because obviously the game was printed up there over overseas. But I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> ah. Funny, I canceled my 3D Realms because their website was showing June 30th, and I'm like, well, I'm impatient, and all the other yes, you you know, European retailers <laughs> got it earlier, and then it turns out now I'm waiting, and everyone who got from 3D Realms has it already. <laughs> That's I pretty mean, funny. Yeah, I mean, yes, it's, 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 like, it's like when you go to a checkout lane, and it's like you look at the one next to it, and it's like, oh, that one's shorter. So you decide to leave, and if you had stayed there, you would have gotten out faster. Sometimes you know what I'm thinking of? You know what I'm thinking of now that you're saying that, Barry, is office space when you're in rush hour traffic and moving from left and right and getting stopped and then moving right where it's starting to go and then it stops and then you move Like, (laughs) stay the course, JP. Stay the course. (laughs) But it's it's weird. 
I forgot I had pre-ordered it from 3D Realms. Yeah. And I was, I was looking at it, and I actually had it in my Amazon UK cart. <laughs> and I was ready to pay, and something said, you know what? I'm just going to hold off and wait. And sure enough, I get this package. I'm like, what's this? I open it up. I'm like, oh. Oh, well, I'm glad I waited. <laughs> you know, like, no ship. I hate that now. I don't know if it's a COVID thing or if it's just some of these places just being lazy. But Nintendo Soup has done it to me, and sometimes they send me an email, sometimes they don't. But it's just like, I want to know that at least something's shipped. And yeah. tracking is just... Un- unreliable right now and i mean i would absolutely love to do that for a playcast game i know barry you're not real good with the fast moving games but um i would love to play on fury because you, you can you can do that one and make it a sell it to me episode we, we yeah. don't like tokyo mirage where because you said right. like you said like some of those games literally like upset your stomach or something right oh yes yeah yeah vertigo. so yeah fast so i mean person so any of those type of games that we want to play, JP, like he wouldn't be able, Barry wouldn't be able to, but we could try to sell him on like the coolness. Yeah. He's not going to yeah. sell him on it because he gets sick, and I wouldn't play it if it made me sick. But well, I mean, <laughs> maybe maybe in small bursts I can do it, but oh you yeah, know, yeah, it's kinda like, like v- kind of like we play every week now. <laughs> like VR, I can play for short bursts, but if it's too long or like something like. Uh, like uh, Ace Combat or some like you know, flying games where you're spinning and barrel rolling and, and loop to looping and all that, that that starts to turn my stomach. And I actually have a fan that I need to keep on me at all times just to keep my body temperature down. Otherwise, it gets too hot and I, I get dizzy and nauseous, and I'm out for the whole day. Like it's like that, when, that's it's like when JP off. comes near your house. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's here and gets gone you, in, in a second. Hot, gets you hot flashes when he comes near you. <laughs> I, 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 he hasn't say long enough. <laughs> I don't. He doesn't. He's, it's like the flash. <laughs> so, so the other piece of news, and I just want this is literally just for Barry. How happy were you when they announced the Dragon Quest Eleven Amiibo? Oh, I was ecstatic, but I, I, knew, it was I knew it was coming. I didn't I know mean, it was coming, and I saw it. I was like, "Oh, Barry had to win! Yay!" <laughs> yeah, because they stated that all DLC fighters were going to get, like, all, all Smash characters are going to get an amiibo. So, well, I you knew, didn't know which of the four it ended up being. I assumed it was going to be that because they only did the player twos for the last DLC characters of Smash oh, Four. Yeah. Now, yeah. now they kind of hinted that there's going to be new player twos coming. Um, when when they talked about oh would it, wouldn't it be nice if there was a, a link between world Zelda and an Ocarina of Time Ganondorf because that represents who they are in this game that would be nice you know it's like yeah you're hinting towards it yeah I mean my thing is though is that those whole uh, Smash directs um, they're they're kind of hit or miss for me like you see the character release say all right cool now they're gonna play it play with the character and show every combo it's like that's for Smash players I'm a casual smash player like i really haven't played it in probably over a year but like you know what i mean like i'm, I'm watching i'm like that's like an hour so i just went to where they showed the dlc fighters <laughs> i don't i don't like know like oh i'm gonna go up and do an air, air combo or whatever like like for me i just like to see how they incorporated um all the different aspects of the original game into the fighter yeah so it, well, it's definitely on the more technical side when they show that off or mm-hmm. when Sakurai shows it off. And for me, it's not that big of a deal because I'm not a super hardcore into the game. I just like it for the, the novelty of, oh, that's really cool. They they added this because of the original game kind of deal. Yeah. I'm just hoping they do more indie characters. It would be really cool. Eh, probably as me costumes more than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, so... 
Barry, do you have any news? I know JP has a bunch. So the, the news that JP posted is the big news of the week. So he's got probably all written down every announcement. I don't. So well, I'll let let's go, go, JP. Yeah. So this week, there's actually a few presentations this week, which yeah. uh, was really cool. I want to say there was something on Monday. For some reason, Monday is just a complete blur. And um, sell me on them, JP, because I was in work. <laughs> uh, Barry, was there anything on Monday? I'm scrolling really quick. I'm thinking. Monday was the Smash Brothers. Okay, yeah. So yeah. that was that. So um, I saw so, that one. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Tuesday, though, was the day where, like, anyone who is a fan of video games should have just taken off of work. I mean, I realized very quickly Apparently. that this is, like what we all expected, I think, from E3 this year. Yes. Like these nice presentations. So what I'm referring to is New Games Plus Expo. It's the first time they've ever done this. Um, they partnered with a lot of amazing companies. And I'm like, I'm looking at the list here because what it was, it was essentially like a half an hour to an hour showcase of just upcoming games from these uh, developers and publishers. And then they had what was called a post showcase where each of them had it like a slotted amount of time and they either focused on one or two games and they played them or they, you know, revealed new information. But you had Inti Creates, and we'll go into this, but Inti Creates, Natsume, Sega Atlas, PM Studios, Idea Factory, Gung Ho America, mm. NIS America, WayForward, SNK Corporation, and Playism. So you're um, telling me I got some stuff to watch this weekend. Yeah, I will say definitely watch the New Game Plus Expo's, like, main presentation because it's not that long and it pretty yeah. much covered... The majority of, of things. Oh, we're going to talk about? Nice. Yeah, but so, I will say, as we get to it, definitely watch PM Studios, because to me, that was the highlight, and I'll explain why, but, um, so I tried to live-tweet this while working, so nobody so, tell my so, man. So JP wants to highlight it because he was Little Spoon for PM Studios at a convention, right? I, uh, <laughs> little Spoon! You know, stuff I, like, all the stuff that they announced, I did not even know. I, I had played some of the games, but I didn't know they were coming to the Switch at the time because they hadn't announced it. So a lot of this yeah. was, was like, oh, wow, I tried these games out, and now we're going to get them, and we're well, getting them physically. Well, like, there's some super secret one JP knows about. And yes, PM Studios, he never told us. He's like, nope, it's not that one. We're, and Barry and I are like, damn it! <laughs> like, I want to know. But, like, they're going to announce it in the future. Like, JP is the most tight-lipped person ever, I swear. <laughs> Yeah, tell us, scary. JP. Tell us. <laughs> All right. So, so we started with Suda uh, Fifty One. He came out and gave a little welcome speech for everyone joining the presentation. We got an early look at Harvest Moon One World from Natsume. Looks cool. pretty cool. Uh, Tin and Kuno from Axis Games is coming. It's a puzzle platformer. Oh. We got another trailer for Billion Road, which is on the eShop and available in Japan physically, but doesn't support English. Think of it as like a rich man's Japanese game show Monopoly. Okay, uh, I was going to say, is that Monopoly? Because I think that's like yes. a series, right? Yeah. Then they showed Crab Fight, which to me, like, what's awesome about Crab Fight, aside from actually being crabs and fighting, the <laughs> weapon. Like, they had size. They had, like, a rocket launcher. They, they had so many things that, like, my comic book website picked this up and, like, made an article about it. Really? Like, that's how, like, crazy this game is going to be. And honestly, like, for some reason, it reminds me of, like, the Godzilla games from, like, GameCube and Xbox era, which was just, like, super fun. And I think Crab Fight is going to be insane. Plus, it's getting a physical overseas, and it'll support English. So, to me, that's an instant buy. Um, we also got Samurai Showdowns. The next uh, downloadable character is Warden from For Honor. So, hmm. he's joining. Then, uh, what was really cool, 
and Barry, maybe you can touch a little more upon this because um, I had to tune out for a minute there. But the Neo Geo Pocket Color selection is coming yeah. to Switch this summer. So we've already seen uh, a few games from the Neo Geo Color, but yeah. it looks like we're going to be bringing a whole bunch more. And I just really hope that means we're going to get a physical of all of these at some point. Are we getting Sonic Pocket? <laughs> they did not show that. Damn. That would be great. It's one of the so, cool then, ones. so then during the presentation... Um, Limited Run Games opened up their open pre-orders for the Samurai Showdown Neo Geo Collection uh, Collector's Edition. So this comes in a Neo Geo AES-style box, a music CD, uh, a commemorative non-functional Neo Geo uh, mini cartridge. And it's the same game that uh, Pix and Love had put up a while back, so it's those, it's those same seven games. Um, but the physical goodies are a little bit different. Um, it's open pre-order right now on their website, but for anybody who just wants the game, Limited Run did confirm that a regular retail U.S. release is coming. So oh, that's good. So you can, and also actually in the U.K., a regular version is coming as well. So you didn't need to necessarily get it. Uh, yeah. See, I got I got the collector's edition from Limited Run, and I don't really care about the other stuff. But it was the only way to get the ESRB rated version of the game, so I pre-ordered them. So not the only way, because there was there is a retail coming. Um, mm. But yeah, I hear you. So then there was another I hate game when that, they do that. Yeah. So there was another game that the, uh, from Axis Games, very briefly, like barely any footage, but it's called Escape from Asura. Looks pretty cool. Coming in twenty twenty one. Don't really know much about it. Um, I think I've seen a trailer on that. Yeah, it was like a very teaser trailer. But then yeah. Inti creates. Uh, announced a sequel to Bloodstained Curse of the Moon called Bloodstained Curse of the Moon ah, 2. You tagged me on that one. Yeah, I that's did awesome. You. I mean, <laughs> what perfect timing because we had just, you know, talked, had a whole Playcast episode about both of the Bloodstained games. Yeah. And what was really cool is during the post-show, um, uh, the developer and Inti Creates, so Matt Papa, they played through the entire first level with uh, Zangetsu. That's and it awesome. was it was really cool. Like, you know, it it has a lot of the aesthetics still of the first game, but the final boss, like, the graphics just look really cool. It looks like another solid game. Uh, no word of a physical or a release date, but I'm just really hoping, you know, we... Limited Run did the first one, so I'm hoping that the second one somehow makes its way physically. It's pretty cool uh-huh. that you get to play as one of the um, one of the bad guys in 2 mm-hmm. again. Like, because yeah. you assume that they're bad guys in Curse of the Moon, and then now in the... Uh, the new one. There's some more bad guys. Yeah. Well, it's because it's like a different continuity than Ritual of the Night, which is fun. I love it. <laughs> it, it, you know, it makes me really want to go back and try and play, or at least watch all of the different endings to Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could play through it all, but I'm like, I really want to get the whole story. I mean, they're on YouTube, JP. Yeah, I'm sure it is, and it was such a fun game too. Like, yeah. Um. So the other my thing top was, five. My top five. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. So I will say that uh, besides the presentations going on, and we still have so much to go through, mm-hmm. it was the day of pre-orders. Because as games were getting announced that were getting physicals, mm-hmm. the companies were putting up the pre-orders. And thankfully, nothing was limited. But, like, for instance, um, NIS America announced Fallen Legion Revenants, the exemplary edition, which is exclusive to their website. But there's actually a Vanguard edition that's going to be a retail release. So that's going to be a little bit cheaper in price. Has like a mini art book, a digital soundtrack, a reversible cover, and then on the NES website, it's more expensive. Has a hardcover art book, a collector box, cards, all that stuff. So 
Um, that was like the first of three games that they were uh, showcasing. Man. But Fallen Legion Revenants was one. Um, then they jumped over the Koei Temko, Tecmo, and they showed Fairy Tale, and it's coming July 31st, so we have a release date, and it looks awesome for anyone who is a fan of, of the anime. Oh, I was say, that's another JP anime. Oh, that, that's one that I just want to play, because even the music, like, it's very accurate to the show, and it's just like, it's just like, pumps you up kind of music. And I feel like, uh, I feel like No Time Berry with those type of animes, because it's like, One Piece Fairy Tale, there's like so many episodes that I'm like, I'm completely overwhelmed. Fairy Tale was literally a six or seven year journey for me from episode one to catch up like I didn't have kids when I started this I wasn't even dating Shanna when I started it and then back in like 2014 or 15 I finally caught up and I started in like 2008 is it still going on oh it's still going on strong oh my god so Shanna knew what she was getting into (laughs) (laughs) she comes down to JP's basement wait there's switch games down here oh my god (laughs) People used to, you know, make fun of Dragon Ball Z, like, oh, oh my god, it's for, like, so long, and now it's, like, yeah. nothing compared to some of these other anime. Jeez. What's funny is, like, Dragon Ball, back in the day, I, I watched, like, the entire series multiple times. I could tell uh-huh. you the episode count for each of the series, but One Piece, I mean, I got caught up, and it got to the point where watching it week by week was torturous, because it's so much, like, build-up, like, in Dragon Ball, and when you, you, when you, like, literally marathon a whole year's worth in, like, four days... It's a lot better. So what I do now is I kind of just wait a year or two, and then I just find like a weekend or I take a day off of work, and I just binge it all. And that's how I keep catching up. You know what I've enjoyed with One Piece is there's a YouTube channel called Totally Not Mark, and he's doing a – every week he covers an arc where he's reading the manga – and talking about writing a script and over analyzing it, comparing it to the anime. Like every week, he's doing an entire arc. So he's beyond where I was in the episodes now in like four weeks. And it's really cool to see his analysis of it. And it might actually quench my thirst to not go back and watch eight thousand episodes. <laughs> I'll check that out. I mean, the show. I mean, the show really is is great. There's a lot of yeah. like filler and like wasted time, but overall, when you look at holy. I, I love the show. So, all right. So that's one piece. Not, nothing to do with the yeah, new game. <laughs> has, has to do with fairy tale though, which is getting a switch game. So limited run games opened up pre-orders, and then after they opened it up, then they showed it on the on the uh, expo. So uh, SNK officially announced the the collector's fairy edition tale? of what fairy tale. We were talking about fairy tale, JP. Yeah, we we were done with fairy tale. We're back to uh, after Koei Tecmo showed. Uh, Fairy Tale. Then it went back to SNK. They showed the Samurai oh. Showdown Perfect or uh, collection, uh, with the first time ever released on the collection is going to be Samurai Showdown Five Perfect. So that's the seventh like bonus game. I don't think anybody except for hardcore Samurai Showdown players know what is different on Perfect than Five and Five Special. <laughs> I don't. I just know I get seven games on that on that release. Um, mm. Then Axis Games showed a Japanese release game is coming to North America called Pretty Princess Party. You become a princess and you restore the castle. It's Ultimate Princess Adventure this fall. And it, there is going to be a physical. So that mm. is coming. Then what a game that I didn't even know we were going to get is Shirin the Wanderer, the Tower of Fortune and the Dice of Fate from Spike Chunsoft is coming to the Switch in 2020 with new bonus dungeons. Mm, um, that's a classic series. I would say no word of a physical, but Spike Chunsoft has done physical, so I think we'll probably get it, um, and I'm okay with that. 
Then NIS showed off the first look for the North American upcoming release of Ease 9. Um, mm. And they also opened up pre-orders for their exclusive edition on their website. And then also now on Amazon and other websites is the retail edition. So that is coming in 2021. I think I it's what Ease 8 on the Switch that I'm still holding out for. I haven't bought it yet. Wait for sale. So good. Yeah. I know. I love the Ease series. I have like uh, an entire collection. I have Ease games on the MSX. Mm-hmm. Like like full like almost like Neo Geo soft leather like book looking ones that are a little bit smaller cases. I have like three of them for the E series. I love Ease. Ease is fun. Like yeah. I like the PSP. I'm looking at my shelf and they had uh, re released them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a I bunch of them full. had like, these nice collector boxes with like the connecting spines. I love the E series. I just hate that they only did that with three of the E's releases, but not the fourth one. Yep. Yeah, that was disappointing. All right, so then during this presentation, of course, Mother Russia Bleeds opens up for pre-order, so that's a juggling act, but But we'll keep going. Fresh Uh, wounds, JP, fresh wounds. Yeah, so after that, the Ease 9, it's called Monstrum Nox. There's a limited edition, like I said, and now for $100 on NIS's website, and then a cheaper version on Amazon. Uh, That's coming in 2021. So then that was it for the main show. Like, that was all just from the main presentation. Then they went into the post-game show. So they started with Inti Creates, and then I mentioned they pretty much just showcased the first level of Curse of the Moon 2 the entire time. Mm-hmm. Then they went into... Now I'm scrolling. So then Natsume... You're came. forgetting something. Mm-hmm. They, they showed Blaster Master Zero 2 DLC as well. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm sorry. And it is going to be included on the cart on Limited... Awesome. Yeah, Good. I remember as soon as they showed it, I think people started tagging limited run games and they said that they manufactured the games after the pre-orders end, so they should be able to add that to the cart. And I think it, it is going to be. Um, so then, okay, so I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. They showed Natsume. I guess I didn't pay too much attention to what they were doing. I don't they think- did two two different indie games and they just had the developers talking about it yeah. 15 minutes each. Hmm. All right, so we'll move forward. Then they had a long time of <laughs> Sega and Atlas, and they pretty much just streamed uh, the first few puzzle levels of Catherine Full Body. That was the worst. Ah, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, the game itself was was cool because of the anime art style and the like the story, but the gameplay itself, like, I wouldn't want to watch a stream of that. <laughs> yeah, like, like they didn't yeah. come out and say anything. It was just like, here's 30 minutes yeah. of gameplay. Oh, like, gross! The but heck. The thing that bothered did... me the most is that in Japan on the eShop, there is a demo. And I honestly thought at the end of this presentation, they were going to be like, and now you can play it on the US and EU eShop. And nope, still not available. And the game comes out July 7th, but I have no idea why we're not getting the demo of it. But um, either way, just to let people know, if you pre-order the first edition of the game when it releases, you will get a sheep keychain packaged inside the case. So fun little bonus Because you're a bunch of sheep for buying the game again. That's right. (laughs) Then... Uh, during this whole day of presentations, I am eight bit was having an unconventional sale on their website where they re Aww. they they put back up Gone Home, Gorogoa, Donut County, all their their limited editions of their games went back up for sale, hmm. uh, which I, I thought was nice because I know a lot of people missed out on Gone Home, so hopefully they were able to get it. Oh, um, I was at work, wasn't I? Oh, but here's, here's the good news: <laughs> if you needed Gone. 
buy one. Just I, It was like an impulse buy. I had it, and I was like, oh, this has been out for like a long time. I'm just going to grab one just in case somebody needs it at some point. I think so, JP I'm talked gonna... so fast that he paused yeah, his own audio. It, 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 it cut out for me, too. I'm like, wait, what happened? He started talking, <laughs> JP speed. So if you need Gone Home, Better. I got one. <laughs> For you, <laughs> thank you. So, all right. So, so now, during all of this, Limited Run Games announces Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl uh, coming to the Switch in a regular and a classic edition. And as of this recording, it's up for open pre-order on their website. Riddle so me can- this, JP: Is it different than the NES game, or is it just literally a port? It looks like it's a port. I think oh, it's a port. But mm-hmm. if you ordered the other one, they actually sent an email apologizing for the delay with a Steam key and a coupon code to get $5 off of the the really? Switch version. Oh, yeah. I did I did see Inter... I saw, I, the, inter- I saw the Steam key. I didn't see the $5 off. That's cool. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They, it was like they were right next to each other in the email. Oh, I didn't read it. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to read, Barry. Come you don't know how to read. Now. You write books and you don't even know how I to read. I don't even know how to read. Wow. Yeah, in the actual thing, it said, as part of our appreciation, we're giving you a Steam key and a 5, 5% discount to the Switch physical pre-order. Nice. So it's a co- both codes are in use, that email. What if I could use that on a different game? <laughs> well, if you, haven't, if you haven't ordered it yet or you want to order it, from it, it seems like $5 off. That's so. cool. I like it. All right. So then it was time for PM Studios presentation. Um, and it was literally just like announcement after announcement of games, with the majority of them getting a retail release. Or uh, they're going to be getting a distributed release through Limited Run. But they, they showed Ever Forward from Pathia Games. They showed Bladed Fury from Next Studios. Uh, Drive. Hashtag Drive. Then also, then they showed screenshots. And what they showed was, and if you look carefully... There was a screenshot of the Friends of Ringo Ishikawa and Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. It's showing a Switch logo, release date TBD, but in the background it says PMX Limited Run. So those hmm. uh, those should be distributed titles uh, through them. But then they showed another screenshot and it had it said coming to major retailers. All the games had at least a Switch logo. It was Ever Forward, Iris Fall, Bladed Fury. Metal Revolution and Alchemic Cutie, so five games coming to retail from PM Studios, all going to be on the Switch. Like their oh. year is just going to be insane. And, Hope your yeah, wallet's ready. <laughs> yeah, PM Mine's Studios is not. Great, so I mean, I PM could actually, I could actually um, go on a um, on a soapbox to say that I'm probably going to have to slow down my my Switch purchases <laughs> and add more to my backlog of purchasing backlog. Yeah. So then, so, so the very last thing they showed was a game that I got to try, like an alpha demo at uh, PAX East. It's called Evolutus. So honestly, the first thing I thought of was Aeon Flux in terms of that like anime style. But they showed new gameplay footage that wasn't even in the demo. I mean, the game is insane. Like, just I highly recommend going on YouTube, type in Evolutus, and just watch the video because it's it literally is insane. And I'm hoping it comes for the Switch, but I don't know if it was uh, confirmed for it. Um, so that was PM Studios. Uh, right after the presentation, they opened up their revised uh, website where you can now pre-order the daytime or nighttime covers of Horizon Chase. Um, 30 bucks each, and they begin shipping July 13th. So 
if you haven't, if you only got one of the covers and you want the other, or you missed out completely, you can now uh, select which one you want. Nice. Um, then they went. So then the presentations. Then the next post show was Idea Factory, where they really just showed um, Death End Request Two coming to PS4 and Steam, and they pretty much just played that the entire time. They uh, they showed some gameplay. They got rid of, uh, or they gave away some codes, um, and then that was it for that. So then we went to Gung Ho Online. They showed a game called Volta X, which actually looks pretty cool. Um, I believe it's coming to the Switch. Very, hmm. I think so. Yeah, uh, it is. I think so. Yeah, it is. They did hashtag. Yeah, I just saw hashtag Nintendo Switch. So it looks pretty cool. Um, I'll let people go on uh, online to read about Volta X. Then. Let's see what else. Did we, did we uh, get Racing with JP announced yet? No, no, not yet. Damn. It's coming soon. Damn. So after that, we had NIS America. Uh, they sh- they showed gameplay of uh, Legend of Heroes. Gold Steel three or four? No, I think it was three, right? Three, yeah. They showed some gameplay footage of that, and of course, uh, the game is coming out next week on the Switch. So. Uh, look forward to that, the third one. And then the fourth one is up for pre-order already. And then I'm trying to think if I actually kept watching at that point, because I'm pretty sure I had to do work. So I think I was done. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure I, I finally I, had I to work after watching hours. <laughs> I mean, WayForward SNK Plays <clears throat> and Access Games was next, but it was just like a very long day. So I apologize, everyone. I did not catch the end of the, the post showcase. But to my knowledge, no new physical pre-order games got announced. Um, yeah. But as you can tell, like it literally was like an E3 kind of day. I mean, that's how insane it was. But overall, it was really good. Um, I liked the presentation a lot. Uh, I had a fun time watching it. But... You know what you, you didn't mention? What? You, you mentioned Suda51 in the beginning, but you didn't mention that he was in front of No More Heroes 3 footage. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Nice. I'm saving that for you to say. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Home run, Barry. Barry did yeah. excellent today. So that was. Well, I do have a news story too. I thought of one, but I'll let you be. I was going to say the only other presentation that happened was on uh, the twenty fourth. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the Pokemon presents. I don't mm-hmm. know if that was your news or not, but no. Um, the Pokemon had one more announcement after last week's, and what it was, it's called Pokemon Unite, which is a new five on five game where Boba. you. What. It's a MOBA. Yes. What does MOBA stand for? I think it's like Massive Online Battle Arena or something like that. Or Multiplayer Online Battle Arena. So it's going to be Switch and Mobile, and it's going to be supporting each other. And you know what? The gameplay, to me, didn't look that bad. The whole idea is like you're collecting Pokemon, like you're fighting Pokemon to collect them. You get points for your team, and then at the end of like the time limit, you know, the team with the most points wins. You do evolutions like within the the battle itself i mean it looked pretty fun i saw a lot of people not liking it though um i mean i think people probably want other kind of news i think they were hoping for like let's go johto and like the next uh installment of the 3d series that we saw with let's go pikachu and eevee they probably wanted other information about pokemon so i don't think this is what fans were hoping for but i would say check out the footage it looked pretty good um the bad thing about it though it's it's a free to start game Mm -hmm. I don't Breathe, like the... JP. Let Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Barry's trying to say something. It's, it's fine. I'm used to it. Uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is, yeah, I the fans not liking it is basically 
their own fault because they mm-hmm. set their expectations high and they were like looking at last week's Pokemon Presents, like at the plushies in the back and trying to decipher, oh, this is going to be a Let's Go Johto or it's going to be a you know Gen 4 remake or however they want to do. That's what they got in their head. Like, oh, it's going to be something big like that. And the truth is, is that this is big. It's just not for Americans big um, because this is made by Tencent who you know, does things like League of Legends. And for the Asian markets, these type of games are huge. So this is really made for the Asian markets. Oh. Um, and we're getting it too, which is nice. But it's really not the style of game that does exceptionally well in America. And that's not who it's made for. So it, it, people have their expectations. They do this every time there's a Nintendo Direct. Oh my God, we're going to see you know another Earthbound, Mother 4, Mother 4. And then Mother 4, of course, doesn't get announced. And the worst Nintendo Direct ever. I just want um, Mother 3. I mean... Yeah, that'd be nice too. <laughs> but but that's that's the idea is that people had these expectations, and of course it was impossible to meet them. Even if it was a Let's Go Johto, um, then people would say, "Well, I wanted a Gen Four remake or, or the next gen." Or and if it was a Gen Four remake, people say, "Well, what about Let's Go?" Jo-? Like you can't please everybody. So I want Let's it, Go Moto. I don't know. I'm Let's Go sure. Moto. So but no, it, it, I think this is the free to start. Like there's a game on the Switch that's the style, the MOBA. It's called uh, Arena Valor. Um, I tried it when it came out. I've had a lot of fun with it. I just got busy with other games, and I never went back to it. But I, I did really enjoy Arena of Switch Valor. Switch Mania Playcast brought to you by R- Rage, Shadow Legends. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Not no, really. God, no, no. Uh, so, like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm probably going to give this a try. And I think this could be fun with a group of friends, like, all getting together and just playing. Um, but with randoms, it's probably not going to be as good. Because if you are if you have somebody in your team that's a real weak link or you're paired with four other people that really don't do well, you're going to have a terrible time. But if you're paired with four people that know what they're doing, you're going to be like, yeah, we're kicking butt. This is fantastic. <laughs> so, Man. I think I killed JP. No, no, no. I'm trying my best not to say anything. Uh, we wanted you to breathe. He took a nice big breath, Barry. Nice big breath. Yeah, so that was pretty much all the presentations. We already talked about uh, uh, the pre-orders from Limited Run. The mm-hmm. good news is, first press games, I saw a tweet from them saying that the manuals got fixed for Shadowbug. And oh, to expect your shipping notifications to come in the course of the next days. So... Be on the lookout for that. Hope I believe they can ship to the U.S. I don't think they put a halt on it, so anyone in the U.S. that pre-ordered should be getting the shipping notification. Um, other than that, I will say, because not a lot of people know about this, Special Reserve Games had four variant uh, like covers or bonus jackets, they call it, for Mother Russia Bleeds. And if you buy the game, you get one of four randomly inserted in your shipment box. But you can buy all four on their own. Um, as a bundle on their website, and I believe it's still available. And it's ooh, I can get just covers. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, yeah I, uh, other than that, I mean, I don't think there's really announcements. Just stuff that I got in. So I, I have, I have something. JP, we don't do that till later. Barry I have, has news. I have, I have, a, I have a news story. Barry has news. <laughs> I have news. So today, randomly, like almost hell freezing over randomly with with announcements v blank decided to make an announcement Ooh. that shakedown hawaii 
is coming to the Wii and the Wii U. But <laughs> they, they rushed it, and they discussed with NOA, and they discussed with NOE, and NOA said no to the Wii version, but yes to the Wii U version, and nice. NOE said yes to the Wii version, and there was just no time to do the Wii U version as well. And since the Wii games can be played in the Wii U, they said that's fine. So Europe is getting a Wii physical of Shakedown Hawaii, and the U.S. is actually getting a Wii U physical for Shakedown Hawaii. So the the race is on for whomever is going to be the last Wii and Wii U game. If is it going to come from Ubisoft? Is it going to come from Limited Run or Pixel Heart or now V Blank through their game in the ring? So <laughs> it's an. I'm going to make saga. the call right now. It's going to be racing with JP. Oh, there we go. <laughs> what will be racing with JP? The last Wii U game published in the no, US. No, after that, it'll be Just Dance like 2025. Well, they already stated that there was no more Just Dance coming, but now I kind of wonder, do you think Ubisoft is going to be like, no, you know what? We, we're going to do that again because they want that title. Because if you look at the Vita right now, Limited Run and he Nicholas and PlayAsia are all holding on to their last Vita games. Like They all want to be the last Vita game out. So really? it's like a stalemate. Yeah, it's a stalemate for the three of them. Really? Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> Nick, Nicholas has two games. Limited Run, I think, has two games. And PlayAsia, we don't know how many games they have. But they're just they're, none of them are coming out. And some of the games, like the Nicholas games, actually have like the, the test, like the review copies with the hole punched in the barcode, are out. So people have them. And Nicholas said, do not buy them from e, you know, eBay. We will be putting them out. We have them. We'll be putting them out. And that was like a year ago at this point. I, so, I would be like, all right, we're going to announce our last two. And then you put them out and then you just hold on to one. And then when the other companies put theirs out, then you launch it at the end. Well, that's just it. It, it's, it seems to be that way with the Wii and the Wii U because limited runs like, you know what? Uh, Axiom Verge is the last Wii U game. And then Pixel Hearts like, no, the Shmup Collection Fighting Teddy 2 are actually the last Wii U games. And now Nick, uh, you know, V Blank is like... Nope, <laughs> down Hawaii is now the last Wii U game. <laughs> so it's an ongoing saga. But will you guys be picking these up? Me? No, because I don't have a Wii U anymore or a Wii. Um, I, I don't my- sell my stuff like JP does. No, I, I sell some stuff, but no. Um, no, I'm, I have the Switch version. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have to. I have the, both sets, so I have to. Even though it's a European Wii um, I just have to for posterity. You have it's a like, sickness, Barry, and the only cure for that sickness is completing your collection. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to start making Wii U games. I'm just going to get all the games available digitally and just release them one after another, and you'll be my only customer. Be, no, I won't be the only customer. Yeah, you definitely won't be the only customer. <laughs> it's a good. They're making like 3,000 of these, and I, I'm sure they'll sell out. You underestimate, JP, how many people complete setted the Wii U because it was easy, and now they have to buy every release that comes out. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, it's you know, pretty, it's a lot. For somebody who decided to go for the Wii U, this should be fun for them because it's like, all right, the system's still alive, and you're still getting new games, and they're so infrequent that it shouldn't be breaking the bank hopefully if they but, only uh, go for wii u yes but if they're like barry and they continue yeah. oh yeah Sad. although the worst is like with v blank they should sell out i mean they yeah. do pretty well for their games um mm-hmm. so that's one that i would probably recommend people being on their website when pre-orders open is anybody else knocking down the wii door like that though yes um, um, no, that was the Wii U that Pixel Heart did recently. It was just yeah. Just Dance, right, or whatever. Well, just That's Dance it. 2020 came out on Ubi- from Ubisoft, and that was it. And that was it. Now yeah. this, 
<laughs> and and if NOA said yes to it as well, we would have had a US version too. But NOA only said yes to the Wii U version. Yeah, man, that is so funny. <laughs> it's it's crazy to think like that these games are getting a release in 2020 on these systems. That the the Wii is just like immortal at this point, like the PS2 was. <laughs> the developers like it's not my fault it's taken so long, and other systems have come out in between. But I'm still gonna release it on the system I made it for. Well, you know, V Blank did this before with with uh, Retro City Rampage, where yeah. they put it on the PSP long after, and UMD actually shut down, and they just sent out the the case with the manual, and it was empty with a download code, and it was like here because the what? UMD factory shut down, we still wanted to put it on the PSP. Wait, there's a PSP case for Retro City Rampage. Yes, there is. Yes, there is with the book, and it, you only got it if you ordered. The PS4 version when it came out, like mm-hmm. uh, the, the gold version, it was like a free bonus. You got the code and emailed, and you got the case um, with a manual. Yep. Super but rare. it's official, official release. It just doesn't have a UMD in it. Almost yeah. as rare as that extra Curse of the Moon variant, Barry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a little, little more common than that. Uh, you, you could find it, but it, it is interesting just because it is an official you know box and manual for it they did the even the full color manual for it but nice. they just they couldn't do the umd because sony has the proprietary rights to them and shut down the factory just like they did with vita carts now yeah. so it sucks that there wasn't a umd made for the game but they wanted to at least put have something for the shelves so you know, that is what i like about nintendo is that they'll support their legacy consoles a little bit longer i mean they're allowing the wii in europe like they're, mm-hmm. they support it a little bit longer i like that well, I'm sure if Ubisoft said to Nintendo, we want Just Dance 2021 on the Wii, they would let them do it. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I, we're talking, and I there was one other announcement this week. Oh, my yeah. God, JP. I know. This was the week of announcements. EA is rumored now to be bringing even more games to the Switch. Uh, they're talking about Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit, Plants for Zombies, uh, Villan Studios' debut title, uh, and some other ones. And I have hmm. to say... This is a good time to just mention how awesome Burnout Paradise is on the Switch. Do push-ups, JP. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not allowed to talk about new games yet, JP. Uh, okay, fair enough. What's next? Oh, well, I mean, maybe after an hour we should talk about the game of the episode. Maybe. Yes. Oh, we, we do have the game of the, the episode, wall- don't we? Lay the wallpaper. <laughs> Lay the wallpaper. All right. So, the game of the episode is... Bug Fables, the Everlasting Sapling. <laughs> um, it is a role-playing game developed by Moonsprout Games and published by Dangan Entertainment. It was released originally on Windows in November and brought out on May 28th for the Nintendo Switch. It takes inspiration from the Paper Mario games. So this is literally our answer to the original two Paper Mario games that everybody has been wanting a sequel to. Um, the plot centers around three bugs, V, Kabu, and Leaf, as they search the mythical land of Bulgaria in pursuit of vast treasures and eternal life. Um, so basically, it has received positive reviews from critics. They all love all of the different things we're going to talk about. Um, apparently there's control issues. I didn't find any, though. Um, but... The game is very heavily inspired by Paper Mario um, and the Thousand Year Door. So, we'll go with Barry. Give us your initial reactions and how far were you able to get? 
all right, so I uh, I went into this game expecting Paper Mario, and I got Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, not not as perfect as I would have liked it to be, um, but it, a lot of fun. The story was cute and quirky. Uh, I love the characters. I love the banter. I love how you know, like in the middle of dialogues, you know, between multiple characters they'll have like smaller bubbles where like little like side snarky marks are are said i think that's really cute uh each of the characters has their own personality there's a little bit of mystery um the quest system is cool where you can pick up all the quests at a time and there's like a hunt system for for specific like extra challenging bosses that you could fight um they use the badge system which is from mario uh, or paper mario Mm -hmm. they use the the mario rpg leveling up system where you could pick like your life or your your point your like attack points or your uh your uh, badge points to upgrade every time you level up um i i had a lot of fun with it i got to the end of chapter three Mm -hmm. um and i the boss the final boss of chapter three kept beating me and it was just to the point of frustration and i stopped there and i think the reason for that and maybe i missed something but you're also trapped like the end of chapter three like trapped in this area and you can't leave until you beat it Uh, so you can't even say like well screw it i'm just gonna go explore other areas and come back maybe Uh, i can't do that but the the fact is like my bugs were doing the same amount of damage by the time at the end of chapter three as it was in the beginning of the game so their hp has gone up you know but their attack didn't so you're fighting tougher Mm -hmm. and tougher bosses and i'm still doing one to three damage per hit Mm -hmm. and and it just it just starts getting frustrating and especially like that boss is a flying boss so if it's flying you know only two characters can take it down but one of them uses special move to do that and then you then you knock it down and you you may have it like one shot to hit hit it and it goes back up and when you do it you know it has like oh it has like 60 hp but you're you're taking off one to two a shot and it's hitting all of your party members for like three damage a, a hit it, you you know it's it's a constant well now i've got a heal but the healer is also the one that t- attacks flying enemies and it, you have to attack it twice for it to drop down so you have to use your special points <laughs> it just got to the point that i was drained of my items and everything and it just it got too frustrating for that early in the fight or that early into the game and, and i just put it down but i did like there's a card game in the game where if you analyze an enemy to see their hp you also get a card of them and you could play this this interesting style of like almost like a magic uh, the gathering style game um against different opponents uh, to go like to a tournament uh, i thought that was really well done and i like the cool. way the card game worked didn't even know there was a damn card game. i did not either Man. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, it's it's part of the quests you do, and uh, no, one of the quests you do lets you into in the first town. There's like a uh, a, a tunnel, and like when you first go there, they're like, "Oh yeah, you're kicked from here. You you got to come back later. Like try try and find someone to let you in." Uh, it's like hidden in an area, and after a quest, they're like, "All right, we'll repay you by letting you in there." And you go in there, and they're playing the cards, and you can learn how to play, and then you can start beating masters. And there's an there's an NPC that will actually sell you the analyzed data for any enemy that you missed that you can't go back to from a previous uh, chapter. Um, yeah, it's really well done. That's craziness. So, um, those that watched me on Switchopedia Saturdays saw um, I got. Through chapter one, and I haven't actually played since then, but I love the game. 
Um, I like that you have your three characters and you got like the little bee um, that you know is able to attack the flying enemies. You have the beetle uh, Kabu, who um, you know is the beetle, but then also flips over the hard shell characters so you can hit their soft underbellies and all that. Um, and then you have you meet Leaf in chapter one, who ends up being able to freeze certain enemies and has that magic that that Barry was also talking about. Um, it was super interesting. Uh, I didn't die at all, even at the uh, the first boss, which was the big old spider. I kind of like just used uh, brute force, and I was leveling up um, both health and attack. But I think every time you go to the so you have like like Barry said the uh, Super Mario RPG leveling system, but it's like different things that it levels up each level, which I thought was interesting. I thought that was kind of cool. So, like, if you go to the HP one, then the second one, I think, is attack, and the third one's, like, a... The magic. second one is, like, your FP, like, your points used yeah. for special moves. Yeah, but it was, like, if the first level, the second level, like, if you go to certain ones, it kind of, like, alternates. It's not just, like, keeps on, like, overwhelming yourself, which I would want to do. I would absolutely want to do. <laughs> um, I was using medals and things, the metal, the metal points. Um, that you get, you have like a limited amount, but you equipped medals. I was definitely equipping medals. I didn't do the hard metal, but <laughs> I did the others. There was like a expert mode medal or whatever. I didn't use that. Um, it's interesting because this game was developed in Panama, and like the humor is like spot on. It was really good, really well written. I loved it. Um, apparently, it was um, an indie. It was funded via Indiegogo, which I didn't know either. Um, but it was super, super cool, and I want to play more. Like, this is a game that I hope gets a physical, too, because, like, I want more people to be able to play it, because if you if, if you see it in the eShop, you're going to see the bugs, and you're going to think, oh, it's just a bug game, okay, whatever, when in reality, it's like, this is what we wanted from Paper Mario over the years. Like, this is the spiritual sequel to Thousand Year Door that we didn't know we wanted. Like, I enjoyed it. Um, so what about you, JP? So, I got, so where I got to was the, the second uh, spider boss battle, which is essentially the, mm-hmm. the final boss battle of Chapter 1. I did not beat it. Um, I don't know why. I, I was leveling up as much as I could. I was definitely not just, like, skimming through it. But I just couldn't beat it. Maybe I was just too much on the attack and not on the defense. So I have to go back and... Tactical. And complete that chapter, but I will say that from what I have played, I really enjoyed uh, everything you guys touched upon. The humor, I really liked. I love like the snide comments. I love. What's interesting is like the thought bubbles uh, will disappear when it's those little conversations. So if you're not quick, you're gonna miss those little uh, mm-hmm. little extra pieces. Um, I thought I thought the game was very solid. One of the things I would say, if I could offer positive constructive criticism, is that. Um, with these uh, boomerang skill, mm-hmm. I found like like it's it's a rhythm. Uh, so every character has like a rhythm or a, a timing based mechanic to their mm-hmm. attack. So you're either holding down until a certain point, or you have to hit A as it as the meter hits like circles. And I felt when you were doing his boomerang uh, skill attack, it didn't feel solid to me. Like I was hitting it, but it almost felt like someone just developed it, and you're pressing A really quick, and you kind of know that you got you hit the circle but it, i don't know i don't know if i'm explaining it right but it just didn't feel like solid to me so your timing was a little bit off basically because i mean 
it also like the little because there's like a little um gauge that moves around on the bar that you have to press it in so it's not the same every time either so um i didn't have a whole lot of trouble with it until they move it on me but i could see like if if your timing was slightly off and were you playing in the handheld mode or the tv I was doing handheld, but not not his main one that had like the like the yellow bar range mm-hmm. to throw the boomerang. It was the one where you would do your like triple attack. Yeah, and it had like three circles, and and that did like vary on the meter like where the circles were. Yeah, but I don't know, it didn't feel solid to me. Like it kind of felt like I don't know. It, it worked fine. Like don't get me wrong, but it felt like you hit the circle, but you don't really know you hit it aside from the color changing. Like I felt like maybe it should have been. I don't know, a little bit. Well, I don't know. I'm not JP, gonna... JP's computer's yelling at him with dings because he doesn't actually, mute his desktop. <laughs> actually, you're, you're you're not you're not wrong there, JP. He's I had a lot either. of problems with the, the the attacks and hitting A at the right time for for defense and definitely like the boomerang, yeah. like it's really quick. And Leaf, I hated using Leaf 100 percent because it was always a random button and yeah. like. I kept screwing that up, and like when when you do that, and it's, you you really need every amount of damage because you do so little that yeah. it was just like, oh, you you screwed that up, and it it, it started to get to me, like especially because coming from like the PS4 to the Switch to the PS, like where are these buttons again? I had to memorize this layout. I did not like using Leaf, and I just wish there was a simple mode where it could just be like always A or something like okay. that. I will say, like, I memorize now where A, B, and X are very well because of that. <laughs> but, but this is not a game where you really can just sit back and, and you know, kind of just press A to get through the menu. Oh, no, you have to pay attention. And <laughs> you, you know what? You're absolutely right, Barry. Like, I like it a lot, but I could see me at, like, you know, later in the chapters just being like, all right, I really just kind of want to attack and keep going. Um, mm-hmm. And to have that option where it's, like, a defaulted, like, traditional battle. But you know what? I mean, that's adds to the creativity of what they're trying to do with this game. And I don't fault them for it. Like, I definitely think it adds a layer of complexity because you really do have to be on the ball. And when you're not attacking that much, you know, you, you can't afford to miss. But on the other hand, it's like, OK, I've been doing these battles for so long. I kind of I get it now. And I wish I could just do a more traditional uh, fighting thing. The other thing I don't get is that with uh, with V. I didn't understand why sometimes I would throw the boomerang at a non, uh, like shell enemy. It would do damage, and then other times it wouldn't. And I didn't understand that because, like, that wasn't one of the like enemies that shouldn't, that should be immune to him. So that's something that I just I didn't get all the time. There are some enemies that like they're like a shell enemy or something where like it'll, it'll retract into its shell, and if it's retracting into its shell, you'll do no damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it but depends yeah. on the status of the enemy. There's wow. also an imbalance in the experience. And what I mean by that is, like, especially later on, when you when you fight weaker enemies, you know, you go through the battle and you get, like, one experience points for beating the battle. And that's like, oh, well, it's weaker enemies. You should just be able to run through them. But the problem is, is you're still dealing one to three damage per hit, even when you're, like, ranked 10 or I think it was, like, 12 or something like that. And I'm still doing that much damage. And my HP isn't that much greater because it goes up so slowly. Even when you level up and choose HP, it goes up by one. So when you go into one of these weaker battles, and there is a badge that you could do to, to automatically eliminate a weaker battle. But if the game decides this one's just strong enough for you to fight, mm-hmm. and you don't 
you're not lucky with the press A for defense, you just get unlucky. There are times where you could wind up walking out of that battle significantly wounded and you get a whopping one experience for it and it's just like it's just it's infuriating because it's like, well now I gotta go back to town or I've got to use healing items and I got pretty much nothing to show for it. And I, I don't like that. I think that's a, a bad system. I actually couldn't figure out where to go in town to, to heal myself unless you I just the, went to the, the save points. I just went to the save oh, points. Oh, yes. That's another thing I got to talk about because you guys didn't get there yet. You know how those save points are yellow crystals yeah. and they heal you? <laughs> and then there's – well, when you beat a chapter, all the yellow crystals of that chapter, including the ones in town, turn blue. So they save, but they do no longer heal you. What? So if you go back to a previous area, you now can't just use that to heal yourself. You have to use items. If you're in town, like that first town that you're in, whenever you go back there, you can't just do that. You have to use the inn and spend money. Same thing happened in Chapter 2. And going into Chapter 3, they changed it even further because Chapter 3 doesn't feature any any yellow crystals they're all blue and instead there is a flower there which is part of the story from chapter two and you could pay the flower nine gold or nine berries or whatever it is to heal your party and that that continues even into the the dungeon in the third world so there's no more yellow crystals it is literally you have to pay nine berries to heal yourself and and mm. in towns you have to heal the end and i, I don't know like i don't know if they can handle nine of you barry <laughs> not yet, not to me. But no, I, I don't like that. I think that's a terrible system. Like, Can I ask both of you something then? Yes. So the mushrooms, right? They're supposed to heal like three HP. Yeah. I use it and nothing happened. Did you experience that at all? No. There was t- like plenty of times like I was using it. I want to say on both of the characters, so V and um, not Leaf. Uh, bad memory, sorry. Yeah, the beetle. Kaboo, Kaboo right? I think. Oh, what is his name now? Kabu. Kabu. Yeah, Kabu. Yeah. Kabu. I would use the mushroom and I would select them and nothing would happen and the mushroom would disappear. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll stick to the leaves that, you know, give you like four HP back. But, um, yeah, there, I would say like, overall, I like, I like the game. I didn't get far enough into it yet. I would, I would still want to continue playing it. Like I find the story and the dialogue to be, to be humorous. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the music. I don't think we touched upon that, but I thought the music was good throughout yes. the the oh, stages and the battles as well. Awesome. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I think we should, unless there's any any other comments you wish to share, I think we should do final thoughts. Did we get any kind of uh, poll? Yes, we did. And I bet you want me to tell you what that poll. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe JP, since it was your poll. I know I I know I responded and said I played it. I, I, I liked it. it and retweeted it, but I didn't comment because Thank obviously yeah. he didn't. He didn't. The only requirement like of you two is to retweet it. But I, I wrote, uh, so Hagen's Alley, Hawk Hellfire, and I want to know if you've played Bug Fables, The Everlasting Sapling from Paper Bug Dev and Dangan Entertainment. If you have, comment below, and I'm going to read your answers right now. Yay. So we had 89 votes. 13.5% of people have played the game, Man, which that's... means 86.5% of people have not. Are waiting and... for a physical. Like, yep. really, you that's know, the you answer. Don't to, you don't have to jump ahead, Jeffrey. I was going to get to that. Waiting <laughs> on a physical, JP. <laughs> I was going to get to that. Right, I'm, so. Hey, I'm giving you an analysis of what they might say. Hagen's Alley said, I played it. I played so thank it. You. <laughs> thank you, Hagen's Alley. Uh, Leanne Mustafa said, by far the best gem I've played this year. 
I couldn't put it down, and by the time I was done, I was 80 hours in and wanted to go in for round two. Oh. I will I will 100% be revisiting it when it goes physical, hoping either Limited Run Games or Super Rare Games picks it up, because I love their LEs. Um, I Eat Quarter said, I really want to, but it's not on the cartridge, so I'm going to pass for the time being. Mm-hmm. Landon Wynn said, I haven't played it, but it looks amazing, and I really hope it gets a physical. Obscure <laughs> Game Con said, Bug Fables is a game that's fun, engaging, and funny. It has an interesting story, and the characters work well together. I definitely recommend this game to any RPG fan. Novi Bear Pants said, I have not yet, but I am looking forward to it whenever I have some extra cash. Mm. Uh, Kyler Bysart said, any news on if this title is going to get a physical release one day? I'm itching to play it, but have been holding off to hear physical news. Even if it doesn't, it's still probably be my next game purchase off the eStore. I've only heard great things about the game. And then I responded saying, I haven't heard, but after just playing a few minutes of it, it better get a physical. It does deserve it. And then I said, I'm, I am a few hours in now, and it's so well done and worthy of being preserved. So you're right, Jeffrey. I think even though this is a small sample, I do think the consensus is people saw this game, and those who knew about it are hoping that it gets a physical. Yeah, um, yeah. That's it how I see it. I mean, it's a very unique RPG. We definitely don't have that many paper-style ones, aside from the Paper Mario game that's coming out. But overall, I mean, I think it's very unique. It's very creative. It's cute. And, you know, it, it is a lot of fun. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, I'm going to share this uh, this playcast with the developer and the publisher. And I'll let them know, you know, a lot of feedback was physical, please. So uh, who knows? Maybe one day we will see it. Make it happen, Captain. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's 86% of the people, or whatever it was, 87% that want a physical. Or they haven't played it yet, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are final thoughts? Final thoughts. It is the Paper Mario game that everybody wanted, so even if Origami King doesn't quite hit that nostalgic itch that you want from the N64 and GameCube Paper Mario games, this is pretty close and they changed just enough to make it its own thing um mm-hmm. with the unique bug aesthetic um some people don't dig the bugs i like the bugs they're really cool um so i recommend it um what is it going for in the eShop though price wise right now mm-hmm. i don't know i yeah. will tell you we need to know that because we have to thank the developers and digital publisher for providing us codes to play for yes. this game yes yeah, so thank, thank- Thank you to Dangan Entertainment uh, for allowing mm-hmm. us the opportunity to all of us play this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see, Bug Fables eShop. So right now, I'm going to go on it, and I will tell you. Do-do-do-do-do, JP surfing the internet. <laughs> the slowest <laughs> surfer uh, ever. Well, now I really want to thank Dangan. This is a $24.99 game. Whoa. Wow, thank That's, you so much. That, that is not an indie price. That is a legit, like, big release kind of price, and I don't. I mean, you you heard from the one uh, commenter. Eighty hours into this game, mm-hmm. um, I have. You know, I, I do look to see like on those how long to beats, and it's up there. I mean, this is a massive game, and I honestly thought like playing the first level, I was like, okay, I'm guessing this is gonna be like a 10, 15 hour game, and it's like two to three times that. Yeah. Um, so, you definitely, I feel, are gonna get your money's worth. Yeah. You know, just look really quickly on the eShop. It's a seven chapters. Yep. Um, you can you actually can utilize a cooking system to turn ingredients in. Uh, there's a tattle system that lets you hear your party interact with each other as they discover all the secrets. Secrets over 30 side quests and 15 optional bosses. You also mentioned Barry the card game. 
Um, there's a lot in this game. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, like eShop though, twenty five dollars is tough, but we don't know that there's any kind of physical coming. So it, I mean, to me, I enjoyed it enough to where I would highly recommend it, like one hundred percent. Yeah, and I, I think one thing we didn't mention, if you pay attention to the characters' faces, like. They have some of the best, uh, what's the word? Uh, facial expressions. Facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Um, like when they're talking, I mean, like the shocked faces and like the angry ones, especially on V, I think are great. <laughs> um, so I would say oh. if you do, when you when you do play this game, really pay attention to everything because they there's a lot of like great animation. Like even going inside of um, like one of the I'll call them caves or like areas, like the the walls fold down as you walk in or out like it's just really creative how they how they take advantage of the 2d aspect so um shiny yeah. penny jp do you recommend it <laughs> i definitely do recommend it okay. if you like rpgs if you like paper mario if you like just a fun adventure rpg kind of game that has a lot to offer 24.99 i could definitely see the value there if you're holding on on the physical you may have to still hold out longer because there's no word yet but mm-hmm. um if this if this interests you, definitely give it a try. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. I will you, say, if you are a diehard Paper Mario fan, especially the first two games, and you need something to tide you over until Origami King comes out, or even after Origami King, and you just want more, um, then I'd say absolutely go for this. Um, with the price being twenty four ninety nine, if you are not die hard into paper mario you haven't played paper mario um i would honestly say wait for a sale and pass because there are so many other rpgs available for the system and maybe it's because i've just came off a bunch of rpgs that i was playing (laughs) but this this game as great as it is it needs polish um, like I said, there are some there's some great aesthetics. You mentioned the the caves, um, like the houses are all cardboard boxes. Like the environments are fantastic. The facial expressions are great. And if you like V, Chapter Three is all about V uh-huh. because you actually go to the B Kingdom, and uh, where you know, so you see a lot of like backstory with her, which is great. Um, but that being said, um, it's just. If, if there was some fine tunements in there, if there was just some quality, it's mostly quality of life. Um, I would more highly recommend it, um, especially like, you know, doing like from the Bravely series, you have the auto battle and like you, mm-hmm. it just makes things easier. Like sometimes when doing an RPG, especially when you want to grind a little, you just want to turn your brain off and just do it. You don't want to have to sit there and, oh, I got to keep pushing A. And, and right. there's nothing more infuriating than getting into a battle with a weak enemy, losing half of your health on your guys. Mm-hmm. And then, then boom, you, you got like two berries from it and, and you know, one experience. And now you have to spend nine berries to heal yourself from the battle. That's infuriating. Um, Salty berries. So. Yeah, no, I'm, I just say it as is. The game is good, <laughs> but it has its faults. It's not perfect. And and you know you need you need to hear the faults to appreciate the good. And it is a lot of good. Like I said, if you love Paper Mario, then run out for it. Otherwise, I have to say, um, do a sale or wait for a sale because with Xenoblade, Paper Mario around the corner, uh, Trials of Cold Steel three in a couple days, um, Tokyo Mirage earlier this year. If you haven't played Dragon Quest or Bravely Def- or uh, Octopath or 
or Xeno 2. There's so many great RPGs on the system already. Um, I, and with it being digital only, it's really hard for me to recommend it. Now, if there's a physical, I'll be there day one, pre-order, ready to go. Of course hmm. you will. You get every game. <laughs> hey, I still will. <laughs> Man, that's the saltiest berries in the entire game right there. <laughs> Barry did say something very interesting. Yes, he did. Everything, everything he listed were like RPGs, JRPGs, or the Switch. I yeah. mean, could you even picture like back in 2017, oh, if so you many. listed off these games, I would not believe you. Honestly, like coming off of the Wii U and even the Wii, I'd be like, no, nah, we haven't been seeing these RPGs in a long time. Like, there's no way we're getting back-to-back with all these different companies. I mean, Barry didn't even touch on half of them. Like, there's all the Final Fantasies are out. Like The recent ones, which is insane. (laughs) Like, this is clearly from this year and not even all of them. And Uh they're all massive. Like, I mean, you know, RPGs, to begin with, are normally big games. But there's so many, like, these 60-plus-hour games on the Switch. And it's just like, it's already been my favorite system. And now it's like, great, my favorite genre on my favorite system and more and more companies are jumping on board with these rpgs like i, I wish i had more time <laughs> yeah i that's all i wish is like somehow i could just freeze time and just like focus on the game and then just unpause it uh-huh. and then not, not waste like not lose a day but my god i mean it's it's amazing like you literally just listed off like hit after hit so um so transition one. barry yes. um i actually played xenoblade this week <laughs> Yes! I played another chapter on Sunday. On Sunday in the afternoon, I just played the next chapter. And oh my god. Such a good chapter. Such a good chapter. I can't spoil it because Barry, because. Because I guarantee you, JP ain't there yet. But Which chapter? Um, it was so good. Oh, was it 11, right? 11, 11 or 12? Yeah. Oh. I am on the sword now. Oh, okay. You're on that chapter then. Well, I just got to it. Like, I'm just walking out I, of the cave. I finished, I finished the sword. All right. The sword chapter is amazing. It was oh. really good. All right. Guys, it's been a great playcast. Have a good weekend. <laughs> Goodbye. Like it is, it is honestly a turning point, oh. and and the next episode after that, or the next chapter after that, is mm-hmm. such a pinnacle chapter and an emotional chapter, and it just makes you love the characters that much more. That's all I'll mm-hmm. say. Yep, it was ridiculous. Like there's a lot of closure in that chapter too. I was like, yes. ooh, oh, it's so good, and. I feel like I'm overpowered somehow, which is good. I like it because that's what Barry wants in Bug Fables. Like what he yeah. really didn't like was is that his grinding felt all for naught because his characters weren't yeah. substantially for the effort he's putting in. They're not substantially stronger than the weak characters that you've been fighting all along. Like Xenoblade does great scaling. Uh-huh. Yeah, you need scaling. Yeah. Because when you're fighting enemies that have 10 HP and you're hitting them for 2 to 3, mm-hmm. um, that's fine. But when you're fighting enemies with 60 HP and you're hitting them for 2 to 3, <laughs> it's much longer. And I understand, like, bosses are supposed to be longer, but bosses can hit all your characters for, like, 4 to 5. And when yeah. you have 12 yes. HP, uh, that's devastating, and especially when only one character can really heal. And, yeah, you can you get past turns, which is something we didn't mention, which is kind of neat, where mm-hmm. you could actually forego a turn and give it to somebody else, but that turn is a little weaker for them. Um, but yep. still, then, like, oh, now I just got a mass heal, and then you don't do anything, and it's like a free turn for the enemy. Uh, it just, it's, it's just not kind of how I use the strategy, though. So if you had to do, like, a double air hit to knock down somebody, I would have V do two turns just to knock yeah. them down, and then I would attack oh, yeah. them with the other characters. Like, I was doing a lot of strategy. Um, probably why I didn't die is because I kind of got it right at the beginning, but I only did Chapter 1, and the kid gloves come off, apparently. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, like, like the by chapter three, they definitely do it again, especially that that last boss. Like, and I, I hate that when I get into a groove of the game and you just you get you who hit that wall. Uh, yeah. It's not a good game design when you hit when you make a, a character or an, an obstacle so so infuriating. And maybe I'm doing something completely wrong uh, or whatnot, but you don't want to stop that momentum, especially with an RPG. You want to keep mm-hmm. it going because the idea is it's like a book. You want them to turn the next page. You want them to see the next chapter. And when you you put an obstacle that's too tough, now no sub bosses or, or or optional bosses, you know stuff like that. That's cool. That's what it, they're there for. Story stuff should be fluid and it should it should flow very well. Nice soapbox berry today. I like it. That's okay. <laughs> can, can I just say that after playing like fifty five hours of Xenoblade, I have my first gripe with the game. Oh, what is it? So I'm I'm bad with names of, of locations, but uh-huh. the chapter ten I, I believe was the cave. Yeah. The only gripe I have is that between like one safe point and the um, so I, you get an ability to melt down like the frozen walls. Oh, yeah, so mm-hmm. the snow area, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So between the one save point where you have the ca- the little cave within the big cave where you get that ability, there is a optional side quest like way off towards the end of of that whole stage, like before you hit the exit, and you, you have to get like the magma thing to melt it. There is no save point. And that game is not small. Like, I'm running for, like, 15 minutes on, like, auto run. <laughs> and I died somehow. I think I jumped off. I, I fell asleep, and I was, like, auto running off of a cliff by accident. <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> and, and I wake up. And I'm just He's like, running, auto running. I can see JP going. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and I, I have to say, like, that was the one thing. Because you don't unlock the save point until you actually beat. Oh, let me, ref- let me refresh. When you fight the enemy. Yes. At, at chapter 10 and you have like that circle area because after you lose like he's kind of just there and you see like the ring of where like, you enter and automatically goes into battle okay. um there's no save point so i died the first time fighting him and it took me all the way back to that save point that was like a 15 minute run yes there, there is a there is a save point to the south yeah. of him it's on a cliff there's like a, mm-hmm. a temple there i tried to unlock every area i must have missed all right well either it's, way it's still, it's still it's still a decent chunk of running though that that zone i do agree there yeah. should be at least one more there's a few more so safe much ones. running in that zone <laughs> but and it's it's multi-layered too it's a really yes. pretty zone uh-huh. oh but. this is what i love about the game is how huge it i mean correct me if i'm wrong is is breath of the wild bigger than this game i don't it really, know it doesn't I don't know. feel like it is like Xenoblade no. to me feels like one Maybe. of the biggest games in terms of like areas that I've ever played. Well, like Breath of the Wild is just more open, like because mm-hmm. you can just do go anywhere, anywhere. Whereas mm-hmm. you know this one's chapter based, so you have your sections. So well, once once you do like the chapters and you unlock the different parts of the Bionis, like you really can jump anywhere. I mean, yeah. so I haven't really seen it too much where it says like not available for like the transport. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's humongous, and it I, I still I still can't believe that this is like a Wii game. Like that's what boggles <laughs> my mind is how big it is, and it's not even like an original like Switch game. It was back on the Wii, and it was this big. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm I want to play. I haven't gotten to play it a lot this week, and normally when I play, it's a lot of the side quests because I try and level up as much, but. I just I've been itching to just get back into it. And I'm like, okay, you know, we we played Bug Fables. I'm like, this weekend, I'm gonna try my best to get through like another chapter or two because I'm 
I am dead set about finishing this game. When, yeah, when, like, when, I only have time. I only have time on the weekends, so I try to do a chapter. Like, I just sat there on Sunday during my nap time. Damn it! <laughs> when you beat like the the chapter that Jeff just beat, mm-hmm. I think like that at that point for the rest of the game, it's like it's really hard to put down because yeah. it just doesn't stop with the 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 punches pretty much and it's just like and even though there's 17 chapters total like a few of them are like really really stupid quick Mm -hmm. um just to get moving but it's there's so much story and there's so many elements that take place in the back half that the first half almost feels like generations ago ridiculous it's like remember when we were just doing this (laughs) no i don't it's so it's so good and um, it, it, I was just it, thinking of something, Barry. Yeah. JP, tell us what game we're playing for next week. <laughs> uh, you you yeah. sent this code. JP forgot. Oh my Here, gosh. I, I got it. I got it. So it's called <laughs> Holy Potatoes. What the hell? <laughs> what well, language, JP? Language. Jeez. All right. Jeez, holy potatoes! What the hell? So. Series, there's a series of holy potatoes games, there and is. it's actually getting a physical in uh, Europe. Nice, like uh, like the multiple games on the compilation. But oh, yes, holy cool. potatoes! What the hell just came out, and we're gonna be playing it. Nice. I've never even heard of this, but that's why I'm excited. No, me neither. I've never heard of it, so it'll be a fun, unique thing. I'll play it on the um, Switchopedia Saturday for a while. Nice. Um, so I think it's time. Once again, for the dollar challenge. Yes. Um, I think last week we decided that Barry won, right? I think so. Yeah, I did that that shooter, uh, the shmup mm-hmm. game. I chose like, I chose Elliot Quest because it was like two dollars. Yeah, cheated. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really cheat. It's not a physical on the JP. switch. It's not a physical on the switch. So. You pulled the JP. I pulled the JP, so I got disqualified. But it was an awesome experience. I only got to play it a little bit. But um, but Barry gets to go first. JP gets to go last since he skipped last week. Yeah, I got to pull up my game. I got it. Okay, I'm good. Start playing this game. Right. I mean, pull it so, up. So <laughs> my game that I went with, I went with... Games? Uh, game, game, game. One, single, uno. Uh-huh. Um, it was Defunct, Ooh, which is from nice. Sodesco, which which really struck me because Sodesco usually gets their games oh, physical. You know, they usually put physical out, and this one, as far as I don't know, doesn't have a physical. So I saw Sodesco. It's a fourteen ninety nine, uh, fourteen ninety nine uh, game. It's ninety eight percent off. I got it for twenty four cents. Oh. I said, well, 24 cents, Sodesco. All right, let's do this. It that's looks a good, cool. That's a good saving. So I, I watched the trailer. I'm like, this looks fantastic. I'm all for this. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Rocket Robot on Wheels. And the, yeah, the or, or Extreme racing. G or something. Yeah. So I played it, and you, you're this little robot. You're on the ship, and you got to roll around the ship, and... You you're you're literally defunct, so your engine doesn't really work that well. So ah. your speed you see isn't really there at the start. So you're creeping along, and you the main mechanic is you have this magnet mechanic where when you're going downhill, uh, you you push it, you push uh, the R two to trigger it, and like you get lower to the ground, so you speed up. But then when you're going uphill, if you have it pushed, you go slower. So the idea is to push R2 while going down and release it when going up. 
and it's a constant thing to get these waves and uh, of of movement. But then you have to use collectibles, like you have to collect keys, and they're on like, these platforms. You have to jump, and you have to have the right momentum to roll. You know, going speed enough. To, uh, it's just terrible. Um, once I got <laughs> out of that, you fall out of the ship onto this planet, and I'm like, all right, good. Now I'm on this planet. Now I'm gonna, you know, be able to explore. And yeah, I could explore with no direction, um, just driving around, no no idea where I'm really supposed to go. I got, like, halfway through the game. There's some areas where, like, you can use the, the magnet to, like, do loop-the-loops and stuff. There's some collectibles to get. But it was just... I was bored. Really? I, I was unbelievably bored after watching the trailer, looking at the screenshots, and, like, this looks fantastic. I was yeah. bored. I, I wanted to quit after 10 minutes, and Michelle was like, you can't quit after 10 minutes. You have to give it more. You paid um, cents for this. I paid 24 cents for this. So I played <laughs> it for about an hour to an hour and a half. I got about halfway through, according to the flow chart, because it shows you like a chart of where you are. And, and all I was doing was like going straight. I was like, I'm just going to keep going in this one direction and see where it takes me. Um, and there's like little switches you have to hit, and there's little turbo boosters you could run through. But I was just so bored, and the, the whole having to hold R2 to go faster, but only downhill. And God help you if you, you're holding it while starting to go uphill. All your momentum goes away, and you have to use your little piddly-ass defunct engine to move then. Wow. It, I understand why this game did not, did not get a physical, because this is probably their worst game in their catalog. And this is why it's 24 cents. Uh, I I think this game is truly defunct. So, mm. funny you should mention, I got to play the uh, beta for that. Um, they A while back, they, I guess, reached out to people like in the press team, and they asked if we wanted to try it out and give our feedback. I now remember this game, and I remember those exact feelings. Man. Barry picked the stinker. Yeah. I did. Well, looking at it, it looks. It fantastic. looks cool. It looks cool from the screenshots. I was about to go and and purchase it, but I'm like, no, no, no. If you watch the trailer, you'll be like, oh my god, this looks amazing. Like the trailer on this, the eShop. But yeah. no, it, this is 24 cents. This, this is. But <laughs> I'll play the paper airplane again. The, the game that is I'm this the uh, is this the equivalent of like a realtor posting a house with like tricky pictures? <laughs> it kind of feels that way, like. Uh. Like this, this game and it has potential because it, it has the graphics and it has, you know, the gameplay in the sense and it just it it was so clunky, and oh, it's just boring. It's just there's nothing to do. It's just drive. It's like the the what is it, the bus game? I forget what it was where you just have to keep driving forever. Um, it is just a bad game. Yeah. <laughs> I do not recommend this, and I definitely lost this week. So um, my game. Um, I put I picked a game that was normally two dollars and it was on sale for ninety nine cents. So I didn't win the the cheapest one for once. Um, I picked Squidlet. Um, it's by Squidlet Inc. and it is a classic Game Boy style platformer. Um, you play as a little squid and when you jump, you can shoot a little ink out of your butt down on enemies, um, which is pretty cool. So you jump and you jump again and you ink downward on your enemies. Um, what's interesting is that the developer did everything that they possibly could to be as accurate to the Game Boy hardware as possible within programming for the Switch. So it says, like, and the features on Nintendo site says, no more than 10 8-pixel wide sprites in a line, no more than 40 sprites at any time, four sound channels that are shared between instruments of music and sound effects. All the sounds were made on a real Game Boy system using an 
LSDJ, which is like a little program that you can use to recreate Game Boy. Um, it is a 160 by 144 pixel resolution, so you have like borders on the side on the Switch. And there are a whooping four shades of Grello, is what they call it, the green yellow, <laughs> like the, the Game Boy. Um, I love the game. It is super fun and cutesy, reminding me just like Kirby's Dreamland, the original Kirby's Dreamland on the Game Boy. Because the original Kirby's Dreamland, you didn't get powers. You just went through, you could suck in enemies and, and just float through it. Really easy, fun for like learning platformers. Pretty short. Um, which was fine for, for a dollar, for two dollars. It was great. And I love the different types of Game Boy recreations, like the little platformers and stuff. Um, it is just really cool. Um, a lot of unique stuff. There's a little end boss at the end that was, that was pretty complex too. It was definitely worth the couple dollars. That was mine. Nice. Okay. So, so my game, um... I did not realize how expensive it was because I, I got it for forty nine cents and I just went on the eShop. It's a nine ninety nine game, so wow, good, good deal there. Um, it's called Gergamoth. Um, so it's by Galvanic Games. Came out August twenty third, twenty nineteen. It is, according to them, the perfect mix of party chaos and competitive strategy, ideal for sitting around on the couch with a couple of friends. It's mm. a flying fighting game where the level is your weapon. So the only weapon is the level itself. A shifting battlefield with different hazards. Uh, here's my problem. I've Lots of neon and retro aesthetic. Yeah, so it's unique levels, each with their own dangerous, game-changing power-ups, tight flying mechanics, fantastic visuals, uh, face-killer bots, fast party-friendly matches up to four players. The mm. most fun you have summoning an Elder God. The problem yeah. with this game is that, you know, I jump into it, I play normal mode, and essentially you're kind of like pushing your body into the enemies and you want to knock them into the 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 walls of the level which okay. change so spikes come out stuff like that but my issue is that you know i i maybe should have tried not to play it with three other uh cpus at the time because it goes crazy very fast because everything is on one screen and i felt like every time i i battled i must have lost in the first five to ten seconds and that's it you die you're just watching the match unfold with no chance of going back oh, in oh that sucks and and I honestly don't recall. Like, I have to go back in and see if there was a training or an easy mode. Maybe I should have just done easy with one other CPU. But to me, it wasn't fun. Like, I just felt like it was too mm. it was too crazy to even learn the controls. Because, like, I'm like, okay, I'll just, you know, go to the corner and try and, like, what does this button do? What does that do? And, like, all three of them just, like, knocked me into the wall. I died, and that was it. Um, I need to give it another shot. Right now, for $0.49, cents, I don't feel so bad about the purchase. Mm -hmm. At nine ninety nine, I may have felt a little differently if they don't have the options of learning the game a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It definitely caught my eye. The trailer looked fun. For forty nine cents, I would say you probably it probably is a good game once you understand it. Um, for nine ninety nine, I probably wouldn't have uh, clicked that buy digital button. So JP, when was it released? This was August twenty third, twenty nineteen. Okay, I thought it was a year two. It must be a year three release. Okay. So it looks really familiar. Like some, I I saw a game like that from year two. I was because like, I'm doing the you know the design work and everything for volume two and about to do volume three. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So I guess I mean there are power ups too, which I didn't sad even panda. Think. So yeah, that, that was my game for the week. I think it's pretty clear who won this one. Yeah, for like the first time in a long time. Very. 
first, Jeffrey, first time in a long time. I haven't won in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Yay! But I actually went to 99 cents, so that was um, the first time. So I guess the games at 99 are, are winning. Because <laughs> most of them that we have won have gotten that. Um, so should we transition to pickups? Yes, please. It was so, a busy so I was telling JP, like, I'm, usually I only get, like, a game in or so. Well, I got in a, quite a few. I mm-hmm. can't remember if we talked about last week, Barry, if I talked about Wonderful 101. Uh, no, you didn't. Yeah, so I got in Wonderful 101 this week with the lenticular cover. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like it, by the way. It's, like, weird 3D, the lenticular, because, like, in my Super Nintendo book, I did one where it changed the graphics, and it looks mm-hmm. really cool. This one, I don't know. But it just it just doesn't look right when you when you move the lenticular. I think they were going for a three D feel, but um, I got Stranger Things three, the game from Limited Run. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I talked about Hotline Miami last week, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got in two copies of Iron Fury that we talked about. So if anybody's looking for a copy, hit me up. Any listeners? Because um, I accidentally bought it. I think one of the members of the Switch Core group posted about it, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, cool, it's on sale." I bought it and on a European site, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I got it from 3D Realms." Um, so I got, I finally got in two games from Red Art Games. Um, nice. Got in Zeo Drifter. Yep. And War Tech Fighters. Nice. So pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, don't remember buying Wartech Fighters, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, mech stuff, so I, I don't play them enough, so that would be cool. And then the final piece that I got in, I got in from NIS America. I got Little Town Heroes, the Big Idea Edition. Nice. nice. I'm so very mad. Didn't get mine. That's really cool. I'm going to hold this <laughs> over JP's head just to make him mad. Um, I ordered it too late, and it's just processing still on their website. Yeah. I honestly, though, like... I could have another giant amount of games show up because I've been getting lots of shipping notifications. I think, like, I don't know if it's just the COVID drought of shipping's over or something, but I've gotten a lot of notifications recently mm-hmm. about, like, shipping. It's just, there's a lot of stuff in the ether, I think. But, I mean, heck, I need to slow down my, my purchasing, apparently. I'm just going to put stuff in because I even got a game that I didn't even know I got from Red Art that was a... <laughs> a um, PS4 game that was um, Halloween Forever. I didn't even know I bought that, but that's that's shot up in value thanks oh, to yeah. Metal Jesus. Yep. Did it? Oh, it looks oh, it's cool. Huge. It's it's eight bit stuff. Part of the 9.99 series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it looked cool, and I don't really buy PS4 games ever. So it was one of those where he did a video on it, and it sold out instantly after that, and oh, really? people started price gouging it like crazy. Because <laughs> I think it was an NES game they put on PS4. Yes, I'm going to go start scalping. Yes. No, I'm not, I don't sell stuff. <laughs> so um, what did you get, Barry? We know JP has a million games. A million. Um, I'm trying to remember all of it, but I did get the the uh, Little Town Hero. Nice. The Switch Little Town Hero. I got it from Amazon. It came crushed, of course, but oh, I'm yeah. opening it anyway, so it's not as big of a deal. Um, I got my wonderful 101, the PS4, and the Switch with the lenticular Sweet. case. I got uh, Color X Malice or Cross Malice. Mm-hmm. I got SpongeBob SquarePants. That I need to buy cool. that. I need to buy that. Um, that apparently selling out. I, I have no nostalgia for it or the uh, <laughs> the the show. I never really liked the show, and I can't tell you how many of those games I've seen at yard sales for PS2 mm-hmm. or GameCube or Xbox. Yeah, I just know but, that that game on the GameCube was a really fun like Mario 64 style game. 
Yeah, I heard. I heard this one could use a little more polish, but uh, oh, sad. Uh, it is what it is. Sad panda. Sad panda. I got <laughs> the what I thought when I bought them were the last two Wii U games from Pixel Heart <laughs> Collection yeah. and uh, Finding Teddy Two. They arrived today. Ironic as it is, I'm like, all right, I got the last two. I'll grab. Oh, what? <laughs> and there's another one. <laughs> and another one. So, so I did get those in. I got, I got the uh, Switch Collector came in, right? What? That arrived. What's that? That, that, that really cool book. Yeah. Um. So that that did come in. You know, you know, uh, Barry. You know what I had to do this week, right? We had so many people that got so many add-ons, I had to create a database inside Excel to categorize who got what items. Like, it, it took me, like, a long time this week. I didn't check. Did you add in the, the, the slipcover that I paid for in this one? <laughs> I didn't open it yet because it's going to be for the box. So. You'll have to find out. I guess we'll have to find out. Fair. Otherwise, If not, you're going to get, like, angry mess. Like, hey, I paid for that. <laughs> so Boxberry comes back out. There he goes, yeah, damn it. That um, damn Higgins Alley! <laughs> it's all your fault! Um, I'm trying to think. I, there was like a, a PlayAsia, uh, one of their PS Vita games um, that I got, and I was so excited when I saw PlayAsia at first, because I'm like, oh, is this my my game with or my box with two Switch games that shipped back in May? No. <laughs> nope, that one's still somewhere in the ether. Um, Dude, so be careful, of- Barry, because like I had um, one of my Fords for the Friday Thirteenth. They send like a couple pages in the cover. It got lost by UPS, and then when when they when called them, they're like, "Yeah, it's lost package. Sorry." <laughs> like what? <laughs> that happened like this week. So there's some stuff going on. Be careful, yeah, I'm, man. I'm I'm I never count anything until it's actually in my hands and in the house mm-hmm. um one one package i did get um also not not switch related but this package was it, it took over a month to get from overseas but uh for those that don't know i i collect handheld consoles and i mm-hmm. found a very rare didn't know it existed a puzzler handheld from 2009 from the uk um if you, Puzzler has games in America on like the DS and the, and the 3DS, like Puzzler World and stuff like that, uh, and it's it in UK, it's huge. It's a uh, you know crosswords and Sudoku's and a bunch of other type of little puzzle games. And this is a what would normally be like oh one of those like poker handheld kind of deals, but it has interchangeable cartridges. And the cartridges came in DS style cases with the like engraved with the Puzzler logo. And there's only four cartridges, all four. I got all four with it. Uh, and I never seen this before. There's no images when I image searched this thing. It was really cool. And, and I was worried because, again, it was like it's been over a month. And I'm like, oh my God, please don't tell me this is lost. I may never <laughs> find one again. But that actually did show up this week. So I'm how, very um, happy how vast is your Leap Frog collection, Barry? I. Do actually have I believe a few of them. Leapfrog See, systems. a few of them have interchangeable cartridges. And yeah. Screen. Yeah. The when it comes to the educational stuff, it's a little bit more on the. It's I'm gross. not going to be super insane about, but I do actually have a couple leapfrogs. I have a digit, um, which is really interesting um, because that has like Sonic the Hedgehog on there and and uh, you know Star yeah. Wars and stuff like that, but. Uh, that's about it for educational and and mm-hmm. those are are lesser tier but this is just 
kind of interesting. It, 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 it's nowhere near like, you know, full video game style because it's only puzzle stuff. It does have a touch screen too. So it does, it's oh. a touch screen, black That's and white cool, because it's mostly puzzle. But it's a fact that when I found it, I, there's no information on the internet about it. And as, you know, as a handheld historian, when there's no information on something, it, it intrigues me more because it's like. Now, now I understand why you have to get the entire Switch collection because technically it's a handheld too. Oh, yes, it man. Is. Oh, man. It's dangerous. <laughs> and he's getting them Game Gear minis too. Uh, no, not, no, not I'm not touching those. They're not interchangeable. Yeah, no interchangeable. And the, I think Technic- those are terrible. Technically, they are, though, because if you get all four, apparently they get you a screen and then you can interchange the consoles with the screen. Uh, that's, that's not <laughs> so the gross. Thing. It's so it's gross. Terrible. It's no, so that, bad. <laughs> that, that is something. Like, if I found all four of them for like 30 bucks total. I'd do it, but not. What not is it? it? Are they fifty bucks a piece? They're fifty each, yeah. So oh my goodness! Like they're cool, but not that cool. No, no, Mister Superman. No. <laughs> so, so now, JP. Did you get any games, JP? With... You didn't. You didn't get anything. All right, thanks everybody. No. <laughs> hit us up with, the, for, with an hour long list. Yeah, I know you got more out. games today than both of us combined. So. Yeah. <laughs> also, don't forget, I wasn't on the show last week either. Yeah. Yeah. They don't count. No, no, no take backsies. Yeah, they all count actually. <laughs> We're doing it. Here we go. All right. I, no breast, JP. Go. No, I can't do one breast. I got the Celeste Japanese special edition that came with like fake Polaroid pictures in a collector box. Ooh. I got the Fosicles in Japan of the Dragon Quest X uh, version one through five. So it's like the updated online game codes. I don't know why I bought that, but I did. I got the Fantasy Star Online 2 Digital Codes and Box Collector's Edition from Japan. I ended up buying, again, uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, the Dreamer Edition, because I'm all into variant covers, and I realized I had sold mine and it had a variant cover, so I bought it again. I got the regular edition of Xenoblade Chronicles, Definitive Edition, because the one in the collector box was a different case, so I bought Mm -hmm. the regular. And then I got a Japanese-only game, that is a visual novel mixed in with shogi. Uh, so yeah, I bought that. I don't know why. Can't play it. Um, then I got in. You can't two even puppets. play it, JP, with Clubhouse games. It, JP loves the shogi. I. You know what? When I get to the end of what I got in today, you'll really see how much I love that that series now. And uh-huh. the Clubhouse uh-huh. games. It's not fair because they kind of show you the tiles where you can move. Yeah, and it's not it doesn't help me because I can't understand Japanese characters on the tiles themselves. Nope. So. I'm going to have to really learn that game. Um, then, all right, so moving Sorry. on. I, I got Finding Teddy 2, the Japanese and the European cover from Pixel Hearts. So now I have all three of those. I bought, again, Super Mario Odyssey uh, Traveler's Pack because I had a variant cover in that box, so I had to get that. Um, I got in Dungeon of the Endless Signature Edition, uh, UK exclusive. Hmm. I got in the Wonderful 101 Kickstarter that had the lenticular cover. Wait. Dungeon of the Endless came out in the U.S. That's another one I got. Yeah, I yeah, mine has mine's coming on Monday, uh, so it came out. It came out first in the U.K. Same with Spirit of the North. That got a U.K. release and it's coming out in like a week or two, um, in the U.S. All right, so moving on. I got the Wonderful <laughs> One and One. I got from Limited Run Games Stranger Things Three, the Classic Edition, with the uh, fake NES cartridge that opens up and there's a mini CD inside, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um. I got Burnout Paradise Remaster, which is one of my favorite games now on the Switch. I play it religiously. I got in a Legend of Zelda uh, variant cover from one of the uh, starter packs because I didn't have that cover. 
Then as we move forward in the week, I'm just scrolling through to see where my hand is so I can see the pictures. I got in. Okay, I got in something really cool. There is a person on Twitter that makes uh, custom manuals. So we we know of one because they're on Etsy and we talked about him. But there's another Twitter friend that uh, doesn't sell them. He just makes them because he's passionate about it. And he just, you know, gives them out when he makes enough and people, you know, are on his wait list. So he, he made one a while ago for arms. And I had that one. And he just finished his Splatoon 2 one. So and JP I doesn't asked, share with us. Yeah, what the heck? We're on his wait list for arms and we don't get anything. <laughs> nope. JP, though, gets that special treatment. And then JP doesn't say, hey, I got two Playcast members that might want it, too, that we talked about. And oh, JP's like, I'm... Do, 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 do. JP is selfish. That is not fair. Anyway, I got in <laughs> I got in my Switch Player Magazine. Mini. 41 that comes with an exclusive Tricky Towers card from Super Rare Games. I got in from Super Rares, Mextermination Force, and, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember. Uh, gra- is it Graceful? Graceful Explosion Machine, sorry. I got that in. Um, I also got in Tricky Towers from them. I got in the SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bombs. Did not buy the uh, two crazy collector editions. I just went with standard there. Um, I got in the Collar Malice game. I got in from the UK 1971 Project Helios Collector's Edition, which is actually really cool. I did an unboxing of it today on Twitter and on Facebook. And it comes with a cool slipcover, some character cards, a digital soundtrack. And it was under 30 bucks, which I thought was a great deal. Um, I got in Railway Empire. And I got in, oh, I got in Mr. Driller Encore and Human Fall Flat, the Japanese editions. They both support English. And I bought um, Learning Shogi with Sota Fuji. And he's like a professional player. His face is on the cover. He teaches you how to play the game all in, in Japanese. Japanese. And I bought the first printing because uh, it said that the, his autograph was on the inside case. I didn't realize it was a printed autograph, but <laughs> it's there. Um, I don't know if I'll ever be able to open it and play it. Uh, and then the other thing that I got in was not a Switch related, but I did get the Dreamcast version of Xenocrisis from Bitmap Bureau. So that did come in. Um, and I believe that's everything for today. So, uh, wow. or everything in the last two weeks. Uh, so yeah, it was, a uh, quite a number of titles. And we got to give you SAS at least one time. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always enjoy it. Oh my goodness. That's a lot of games, though. That just shows you how much stuff is consistently coming out because I know I'm waiting on a ton of games. That's why I, like, I gotta slow down my purchasing because I'm waiting on so many games and it's like... But then I'm not gonna have Christmas time every every week, so... I will say that I am sad that certain international companies have stopped shipping to the U.S. because yeah. seeing people get in... So, for instance, B-Side Games uh, did ship out Comico because I saw people posting that it got released and um you can order it if you're in the u.s but they put it on hold because they're not shipping to the u.s which really stinks um and then also gunlord x has already shipped and delivered to people but they're also not shipping to the u.s and what's surprised jp doesn't have an international forwarder special for him um i didn't say i'm not getting one i just said it hasn't come in yet um i do (laughs) have one Uh, it is coming from uh through a forwarder, hopefully it'll arrive soon. But a here's, the crazy, here's the crazy thing, though, is that when it opened up for pre-order, they had already announced that you know if you're in the U.S., you're not going to get it right away, and you could still pre-order it. Since then, they've actually turned off the ability that if you put a U.S. address in, it actually says you can't order it at this time. 
So if you haven't yet, now you kind of just have to play the waiting game or use a forwarder. And all they have left are the standard editions. Um, and there was only a finite amount that they made. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's crazy times because some companies will ship, others won't. Um, and even like with forwarders now, I have a friend that uses a forwarder for German uh, games that I can't you know, order from Amazon Germany. And the forwarders are telling him now that they can't accept the orders. Weird. So it's so at a time to be a full set switch collector global, it, it is a challenge because certain places like you either really have to know somebody and then pay just an exorbitant amount of shipping costs because it is expensive or you have to wait. And I always get nervous because it's like, OK, you know, I bought the game from you know company ABC. They say they're going to hold it until they ship. But who knows what happens? I mean, maybe they oversell by accident with uh, local customers and then they sell your copy. And that to me is a little little stressful but at the same time that's the collecting game so hopefully shipping goes back to normal sooner than later and shipments just resume because like even now like barry we've seen it with uh shop for megastore used to take like what six to ten days and it could take up to a month now with no tracking yeah i don't buy from them anymore after that naruto thing i'm like yeah i'm not right now so i will say like i still get i still order games from them but i actually moved over to base.com they don't do any shipping like tracking but so far, twice now, like the two orders I've done, I've gotten them within two weeks. Um, so I, I do trust them. I, I hate that you can't track it. But, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, there's no there's no UK retailer that I feel comfortable, like, just knowing that I'll get it, like, you know, immediately anymore. Um, mm. Even Amazon UK doesn't ship right away. Like, I have games that came out two days ago, and it's just, like, in my order status, and they haven't shipped it yet. And it's just okay, I can't get them from anywhere else, so I'm kind of just waiting and seeing. It took, it took them like two weeks just to ship the Xenoblade Collector's yeah. Edition. That's, that's what I'm, I'm thinking is going to happen. Worst case is I do have, thankfully I have a, a, a good friend now in the UK, and he's just like, yeah, you know, if you want to just ship it to me and I'll just make a bundle. And I'm like, okay, like, I appreciate that. I just don't, I don't like taking advantage too often if I can order it myself. But yeah, it, it stinks. I mean, it, it's definitely gotten hard to get games from overseas. And even in the US, we're seeing that if you don't get a game right away, it it sells out sometimes, and you'll probably get it later on, but it's starting to, like, they're not that bountiful right now with excess copies on the retailer site. Like, you even mentioned SpongeBob. You know, I've seen it being sold out at certain places. Um, but it's just, uh, it's an interesting time to be a collector. I think it was, like, Clubhouse Games was pretty sold yeah. out, too. I would say, like, if you go to Best Buy's website, the last couple games over the last couple months... I've been seeing the, you know, check store availability or not available for shipping. And it's like right on release day, they're, they're not available. So I don't know if maybe they just cut back because, you know, people aren't going to stores that much. Um, and they're not, you know, just putting everything on, on their online shop. But yeah, it, it, like, a lot of those games, now, like remember Animal Crossing? That was sold out mm-hmm. for a while and yeah. hard to get. Ring I know fit. Nintendo mentioned that the, Ring production, fit, yep. yeah, the production rate for the consoles are supposed to be going back to normal, but... I mean, look at the consoles. It was they were hard to get for a while, and it's just it's interesting times what this has done because it keeps people at home, so people you know were more apt to playing the Switch, and then you couldn't find the Switch. And Animal Crossing, we've talked about this, uh, you know, length. It was just like that perfect game to play while you're stuck indoors, and then you couldn't find it anywhere. So it's uh, this is the long game we're playing right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing the patient game. I'm just gonna. Put things into my want lists, and I'll go from there. I mean, in reality, like, 
But I, I enjoy the late hunt, like after the life cycle of the system. And yeah. when there's so many games out there, like I literally can't afford to buy them all anyways because I buy for all the systems. So like I just buy cool stuff. And I love to support aftermarket. Like I got in, what is it called? Warts Warm Winding on the Nintendo NES. And it's a really fun little game that uh, it was on a Kickstarter. So like I love supporting that kind of stuff too. So, like, my, my funds are a little bit tied up. So, mm-hmm. um, so is there anything cool coming out? Because I know JP probably has a crazy post that he does every week on jpsforthmedia.com. I'm so glad you did because um, I did it earlier today because I, I want my Saturday nights back. So yes. I kind of worked on it. So I actually did the entire post. Um, I actually don't think I, I shared it yet, which, no, no. I no, did, you shared it. I did share it now. I did no, no, share no, 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 no. <laughs> So, yeah, let's go through this. So here's a few things that you might have missed. Uh, Cloudpunk got announced, and there is going to be a regular U.S. retail, and there's a U.K. regular retail and a signature edition exclusive that's up for pre-order now. What type of games are these as you go? What's Cloudpunk? Cloudpunk is, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Barry, but you it's like a neon-type city where you're like a taxi cab driver. Oh, cool. Um, so you're, Dallas. Yeah, so you're, uh, I think you're taking people to their destinations and like listening to their stories and it looks really cool i saw that packs um mm. hopefully i'm not completely wrong about the story <laughs> um we already <laughs> talked about fallen legion revenant up for pre-order mm-hmm. another game that you may or may not know is up for pre-order is called mad rat dead um from nis america so we actually talked about that one last episode because you posted it live like that that yeah. it wasn't live while we were recording it <laughs> yeah we did we did and talk it about it even on date night switch news doesn't stop so yeah we were like oh look at jp spending time with mrs jp as he's posting <laughs> well either way there's a standard and an nis exclusive uh also this week just like a day or two ago 13 so uh, this was like a GameCube PS2 game back in the day, is getting a remaster from Microids, and the standard and finally the limited edition went up for pre-order in the U.S. Um, I will say this, though. So the standard is 50, the limited is 60, and I'm waiting for Microids to get back to me, but looking at the pictures on the limited, it looks like it's a slipcover over a steel case that's going to have the game inside. Hmm. Um, it doesn't look like there's an actual game case, like a Switch case, in the picture, or even like based on the dimensions of the box, so it's going to be very interesting because I haven't seen, aside from like a Nintendo Collector's Edition, like we've seen with Fire Emblem and Xenoblade Two, I haven't seen something like this done from a third party. So um, we're going to see how it, it goes. It comes out November tenth. We'll know more then. But it is up for pre-order, and if you if you know anything about microids in the U.S., like their Odd World uh, Stranger's Wrath Limited Edition is sold out on Amazon. Can't seem mm-hmm. to find it anywhere, and I have a feeling it'll be the same case with this one. So pre-order it now uh, while it's available. Um, then also we talked about Ease 9 opening up for pre-order. So now let's move into this week. Uh, first off, on Sunday, you'll have uh, it's the last day to pre-order Blaster Master Zero 1 and 2 from Limited Run Games. Mm-hmm. All of their versions were open pre-order, so regular, classic, and collector. So you have until 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time to get your pre-orders in. Um, but they did confirm that Best Buy will be getting them. So good. If you do miss it, uh, you can at least get the regular editions with probably alternate cover art. And More Best people Buy need to Sunday. play those games. Yeah. Um, also on Sunday, the second batch of Space Invaders Invincible Collection from Strictly Limited Games uh, is going to be opening up at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. 
Uh, there's three versions. There's the limited, which is really just the standard with just the games and the pin. You have a collector's edition and an ultra collector's edition. <laughs> um, they did also say that there will be a retail release of this, but not with all of the games on the cart. So there's, I believe, 11 games on the cart. And what's really cool is that this game came out in Japan in March, and there was a digital download code for Arkanoid versus Space Invaders. Mm-hmm. This version is going to have it on the cart. Oh. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I do um, know that I, that's like the game of the collection. It's supposed to be super fun, the Arkanoid versus Space Invaders. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I used the code. I downloaded it when I got it, and it is fun. I mean, who doesn't love Arkanoid and Space Invaders? And you put them together. Um, and if you go to jpswitchmania.com, you know, you'll see this post. Hmm? It has details of all of the items inside of these collector's editions. So I won't read them all here, but you know, it is detailed on the site. Lots then of on stuff. Tu- then on Tuesday, June 30th, we have Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel 3 coming out. You have your standard. Barry's not buying that game. No, 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 I already have. Mine's, mine's probably going to either arrive tomorrow or Monday because you I already mastered it on the other system. I played it on PS4, but <laughs> I got the big collector's edition yeah. from NIS for this. If, if I recall correctly, there's like zero to five percent of stock left on NIS's website for their Thor's Academy hundred dollar edition. Um, so if you're thinking of getting it, it's probably going to sell out very soon. Um, but you can go with the standard sixty dollar one that's available, you know, at retail. Um, on Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, Limited Run Games opens up their distributed title of Senron Kagura, Kagura Reflections. Um, and they did confirm today because a lot of people were saying, wow, this is $50. It's expensive. Um, it has all the DLC content included. And the, Mark, the social media person at Limited Run Games said on Twitter, like, if you add up all those costs off of the eShop, it was like $120 for everything. So... Man. $50 is not sounding like a bad deal anymore. Um, so definitely check that out. It's open pre-order, so no rush. Um, officially, on June 30th, Skullgirl's second Encore is supposed to release at GameStop. So we'll see if that order ships. Um, I know it's been one that's been hard to get for some people. GameStop's still and, alive? Well, apparently. <laughs> still alive. Uh, then also, Wonderful 101 gets its U.S. release on the 30th. Uh, cool. So if you haven't pre-ordered... It's through Kickstarter. Now's your chance to get the retail. Then on Wednesday, July 1st in Germany, Firefighters Airport Heroes is coming out from UIG, that great company. JP's uh, favorite. Yeah. Oh. I am trying to get a hold of it, but I believe there will be an English cover. I'm just waiting to verify that. Um, then on Friday, July 3rd, in the UK, the 30-in-1 Game Collection Volume 1 is coming out. And this is the equivalent of Party Planet that we got as a GameStop exclusive way back when. So it's the same game, um, but in the UK, it was actually called 30 and 1 Game Collection, Volume 1. So that's coming out. Then also, uh, in the UK, Big Pharma Special Edition is coming out. Uh, I guess you play as a... Big Pharma? <laughs> you a tycoon or something? Yeah, I don't know if you're exploiting people you, or whatnot. You destroy people's lives and exploit them. and yeah. Exploit people by overcharging them for medicine. What's that? So they, if you don't have this medicine by tomorrow, you're going to die? $3,000. If you go. don't get insurance, you get fined. Well, regardless <laughs> of how much you're going to exploit people, it's only twenty eight ninety nine dollars at Shop for Megastore, and it comes with a special slipcase and a... Big Pharma big edition. edition. Yeah. So, of course, I pre-ordered it. Then, in no. Asia, finally, Rolling Sky Collection from Leofold is coming out. So, it's Rolling Sky 1 and 2, um, available at Play Asia. So, it's $46.99. Save 5% with code SWITCHMANIA. 
Finally, um, what kind of game is it? Uh, it looks like you're rolling a ball over platforms, and it's like a puzzle, basically. I mean, it's not like we've been waiting for it for years. What kind of a game is it, JP? <laughs> <laughs> it has been a while. Um, then also, we're getting the Shmup Collection from Ast- by Astroport, and this is a Pixel Heart game. So there's an EU and a Japanese cover available on their site. And later in July, the official U.S. release from VGNY Soft is supposed to be coming out and available through their site. Um, I did reach out to them today to see what the release date was for their version. I haven't heard back yet, but at least we know that the European one is coming out this week. Uh, Then also on July 3rd, Wonderful 101 is getting its release in the UK. Uh, Same cover, all that stuff, but we just had a a delay with the release dates. Um, And that is everything that's coming out next week for sale or pre-order. So it's going to be a pretty busy week, heavy on the imports. So, um... There was one thing, though. So a while ago, JP posted this teaser image that said, Big things coming! Um, I can say it has nothing to do with Nintendo, and it has to do with um, us. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it! So those who've listened at two hours in get another hint towards JP's post. AK, we're starting a new podcast and Barry's off. All right. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise Just me. Just kidding. It's the barrelous sode. <laughs> the barrelous sode. What? <laughs> the salty yeah. berry sode where we hear him from JP's window yelling. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, I just want to throw out an extra teaser for listeners this time. So we're just going to throw that stuff out everywhere every once in a while. Oh my God. Is that about it? You see this abuse I get? Listeners, you see this abuse? Aww. So, um, if that's it, um, we probably should talk about where to find us. Sounds good. So, as always, um, my books are for sale, along with the Switch Collector Volume 1 at HagensAlley.com. The Switch Collector Volume 1 is shipping, so if you buy it in the store, it does ship out. Even though I think they shipped out zero of over 50 uh, collector's editions today. But that's okay because of COVID. Um, uh, let's see. You can find me on Facebook and the Twitter uh, at Hagen's Alley. <laughs> <laughs> the hamster just like had a seizure on the wheel there for a second. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm on Instagram at Hagen's Alley Books. Go ahead, Barry, now that you've had a seizure. <laughs> No, yours. You just like stopped for me. Like it was like you're on Facebook and I did a pause for effect, Barry. Twitter. There was there was there was no. uh, That was actually a real pause. I I thought the hamster just like keeved over and like had a seizure on your wheel or something. I'm like, my uh, my heart stopped for a minute for the quickly. Get back, get back. (laughs) Um, So for me, you can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You can also find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. JP and make sure you go there and heckle Barry every week on Nintendo Fuse because I definitely did and I couldn't break him this week. Challenge accepted. Yes, yes. You and you and Jesse absolutely joined us. We had our 200th episode live uh, this past Tuesday, and they tried to heckle me. And, and the thing is, is not only is it live, but it's live video, so they can actually see. You know, sometimes it's like, well, did I break him? You see the facial expressions. They they tried. They really tried to break me, but they failed to do it. So I challenge you guys, come on over, and, yeah. you know, in two weeks and, and try to break me. Let's do it. You can you um, can look and and Barry's face look like he was holding in a fart. So it was good. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Meanwhile, JP. speaking of farting, JP, where can we find you? <laughs> speaking well, of farting. <laughs> live news, 
Bloodstained Earth the Moon 2 is releasing on July 10th for $15, and it's up for pre-order on the U.S. eShop right now. Nice. Boo, digital. Wow, that's that's actually pretty quick. I didn't think so. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter, which is where I'm going to retweet this right now. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, JP Switchmania. My website, jpswitchmania.com, has over 529 reviews now. And I've been doing my weekly release posts for over like a year and a half straight. Haven't missed oh a week goodness. yet. Um, you can also find me on Instagram where I'm back up there posting pictures. Uh, JP Switchmania. YouTube, JP Switchmania. And Facebook, JP Switchmania. And for once... In my life, I do not have an active contest going on, oh my so I'm going to have to change that tomorrow morning because it feels oh, weird. Um, and, and JP, go ahead and retweet Barry's tweet that he did about Bloodstain now. No. <laughs> you took too long. No. <laughs> no, no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Um, but, but, but can you can you find us on JP's YouTube channel? No, we cannot. Oh, uh, you can't. You never will. Sorry. You can find us on Anchor, though. Anchor. Yes, you can find and us on Anchor. Point- I'm going to encourage everybody to uh, use the service where you can leave a message for us. So we mentioned earlier, if you've been paying attention, what's that number one prized item you have in your Switch collection? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be asking you this on Twitter, and I expect to hear some responses next week. Are you going to attach a giveaway to it, JP? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm looking. Maybe. I, have, I have something I'm sure we could give away. So uh, yeah, we do that. Let's do that. Awesome. So yep. we will uh, see you next week, everyone. Have a good one. That's what I say, Jeff. <laughs> 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 the abuse. I didn't stop yeah, yet. One more time. Let's do this. Oh, no. We're not cutting that out. Uh, that was great. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm letting it roll, everyone. <laughs> oh, I'll still roll this. Peace oh, out. <laughs> I'll start again. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>